Welcome everyone to episode 87 of the Battlecast podcast. I'm your host Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host and world traveler Speedy Chief 2. Dude, uh time traveler as well. I think we all are from this past weekend. Dude, I don't know, man. It sounds like you lost some time based on how you're traveling. You're supposed oh, to gain some time on the way back. Yo, so if if you all don't know, myself and Speedy Chief 2 were in Australia for about uh a little over a week. A week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on, I mean, and then Speedy was on a plane for over, a little over a week as well. Based on <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if this podcast is delayed, um, I think, yeah, it'll be delayed by like at least an hour or so for the audio. Yeah. And then the video is probably going to take a few hours process. It'll be delayed a few hours. We apologize. But there's a good reason for this. We're literally recording on February 22nd, the day it gets released in the morning because of travel issues. But yeah, what, what what happened? What happened? You just got back like Bro. last night, right? You were supposed uh, to get back, for context, you are supposed to get back on Monday. Today yep. is Wednesday. Yeah, bro. So uh, for all of our YouTube uh, watchers and listeners, I'm going to give you a visual aid. So this was my, these are my boarding passes for the the way there, right? Three, <laughs> right? Which is like, you know, it could be yeah. worse. Oh, it could looked be like worse. four at first. Dude, these are my passes and such for the way back. One, two, three, four, five, no. six, dude. dude. The visual right. aid, man. The visual aid, yeah. I, I have so I have so many boarding passes here. I can hold them like a hand, like like cards. Like, look at this. Look at this. This is insane. Anyways, for all of you that are listening uh, just to the podcast, I appreciate you so much. I've got, uh, yeah, probably about ten pieces of paper here. These are my my documents anyways so um yeah i'll, I'll tell it fast because i know this is a it's gonna be a lot <laughs> so monday we were supposed to leave flight directly to dallas and then uh back home for me and uh yeah if you're not watching the youtube you're missing out here it's pretty cute um, wwe right here man yeah but uh we were supposed to leave on monday <laughs> but the flight uh, got canceled because there was a problem with one of the engines. So it wasn't only me. It was actually all of the Paperlight crew as well, which is production crew. Yeah. And they did this crazy thing where they still left that day, but they spent like eight hours in a layover in Las Vegas or not, excuse me, in Los Angeles. And then they flew to Dallas after that because that was their final destination. But for me, I'd have to overnight in LA, LA which uh, I was just like, you know what? I'll just stay one more night in Melbourne. So uh, the next morning, I'm supposed to take off at 11. I get down to the line to check in with with Qantas, and I'm standing there for 45 minutes before I get checked in. Get through, get through security. It takes me about 10 minutes. I get to my gate at 9, and they're like, you know what? We're going to change the gate. We're changing it to gate 12. I'm like, okay. So everybody's walking down to the gate, and then we all sit down waiting for the gate. And this is actually like Caleb and I had a phone call at this point too because I was there for so long. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, everybody sit at the gate and then we're all sitting there. And then they said, actually, we have to do some security checks. So if everyone can move to gate 13 and sit over there, we're going to rope the section off and like do security checks. So everybody had to get up and move like 20 feet to the right. <laughs> and then they actually did that. They Wait, what, uh, did... what security? What do you mean? Like, what were Dude, they checking? Like I don't even person? know. No, 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 no. They had to rope off the gate for some reason. And then I just watched the flight staff just kind of stand around and talk for like 30 minutes. So long story short, we end up leaving an hour late, right? For we this, also for left this flight. an hour late too. We were just you sitting think... on the plane for an hour. I was also Qantas. Qantas as well. Oh man. Yeah, I'm starting to sense a theme too. here. 
I know. Um, no, no Wi-Fi on the plane for 16 hours. I've never, dude. I never buy Wi-Fi on the plane, but I was like, this will be the time I'll buy it, right? 16 hours. Right. No option. Dude. No, option. no Wi-Fi and no subtitles on any of the movies. I actually found <laughs> most of the subtitles had Chinese subtitles as an option if you had any. <laughs> Which like I can't read. Most people can't read. So yeah, I I can't read that either. Uh, to yeah. be honest. Um, but anyways, we get done with that. We're getting ready to take off and we leave. And uh, because we're an hour late, I had like three hours in L.A. to connect because I was going. I was going Melbourne to L.A. to Dallas to home. Right, is essentially how I was doing it. And we get to L.A. I like, I get like an express pass because we're already an hour late. And I get through. Um, yeah, I, I get off the plane. I go to immigration. I get through immigration. I go to luggage. I have to wait like 10 minutes for the luggage to start rolling out. I get that. I run and I recheck it. Right. And then I'm like running uh, to the terminal and like my uh, dude, this is my first time at LAX. I know you're a bit, a bit more familiar, uh, mm. huge airport. And Pretty big. <laughs> my, my gate was like, it, it had some like four letter acronym or something. It wasn't like gate a or T or 52, whatever it was, or it was just like the terminal was like a four letter acronym. So I have to get oh, help with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the terminals are pretty spaced pretty far apart. So I will say this, Atlanta is also one of the biggest airports, yeah. but it is a thousand times more easy to navigate. Like you have the tram yes. and stuff, right? Very Dude. easy. Dude, LA, like you literally like have to like walk over like another 10, 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's yes. uh, no easy way. Or you take a no, shuttle. No, you're exactly like right. Shuttles, you're like, which shuttle? Because there's like five, six different types of shuttles you can take. Dude, yeah. 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 yeah, I'd say Atlanta's one of the easier to navigate. Uh, Dallas has like a, a plane train, which actually is on like this track, like five stories up that you take around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But luckily- Most places my gate... have that. <laughs> LA yeah, right? Yeah. Right? In LA, you just have to hoof it. And uh, so, so luckily, my uh, gate ended up being in the same terminal that I arrived. And I was like, okay, sweet. I just had to go upstairs. So I get upstairs, I go through security. I'm like rushing, right? I'm like, okay, I got to connect. I've got like 30 minutes till boarding starts. I got to go. I get through security. And then of course my my uh, carry-on bag gets flagged because I have like three boxes of Tim Tams in it. So <laughs> <laughs> one of those are mine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding some snacks here. And, yeah. uh, and they have to like pull it to the side. I have to wait for like five minutes for somebody to get over there to like inspect the bag. And then they, they inspect it, right? And they're moving at the speed of light, let me tell you. And uh, I get my bag and I get down to the gate. It's the slowest moving light I've probably ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I get all the way down to the gate. I made it in time. I'm like, all right, this is this is great. Like, I'm actually making good progress here. I can connect. I, like, call my dad. I'm like, yo, I made it back to the States. I'm going to connect. I'm going go to go to, to uh, Dallas. And I stand there. I wait for group seven to be called, right? That's my ticket. And I scan my boarding pass and they're like, I'm sorry, sir, but you've been rebooked to a different flight. Oh, no. How are you I'm supposed like, to know that? Did they ever notify you? They didn't you? tell me. No. No email, no, no text, no nothing? Yeah, my ticket was with Qantas and American Airlines, but the American Airlines app wouldn't update for anything. It didn't tell <laughs> me anything. So I'm like, okay, what the hell? I got rebooked. They said, yeah, your flight's actually like in an hour and a half. And I was like, well, it could be worse, right? Uh, but Okay. So I walk over to the uh, to the desk and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you've been rebooked. Um, I can't really like print you the entire itinerary, but let me take a picture of the computer screen to show you like in our internal logs what flights you're on. And like, hold on, let me show you. <laughs> dude, so this is a valuable lesson here. It's time to move. <laughs> dude, this is what I get. It's like literally a blue screen. What in the world is this? It's a blue screen with a bunch of data on it, right? Yeah. And it literally says my flights. 
And uh, he prints me one boarding pass. He says, okay, so you're not on American all the way back. We actually switched your final flight to Delta. Like, why not? <laughs> so um, so I have to change terminals this time. And just like you pointed out, I have to walk like 20 minutes to my terminal. And not only that, but instead of connecting in Dallas, I actually connect in Atlanta now instead. Yeah. So, so I get to the terminal. I fly to Atlanta. I get to Atlanta. I've got like three hours layover. And luckily, uh, I just go to the Delta help desk and they print me off a ticket. And then I, um, there's one more twist, right? It's not over yet. And then I, <laughs> I get on my flight. I get back to, uh, to uh, Mississippi. The twist here is that my bag was already on the way on a different flight. So my check bag is, is headed to Gulfport like two hours before I get there. Yeah. And I arrive in, uh, in Gulfport. And I walk downstairs, I go to the American Airlines help desk, and I'm like, all right, I need to tell them about my check bag. It's got all my suits, all my clothes, a bunch of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And the guy walks out, and he's like, what's your last name? You know, I said, Dunphy. He said, oh, man, you're not going to believe this. Look at this. And he holds up a piece of paper, and on that paper is a handwritten note saying, this is Will Dunphy's bag. It was delivered on American Airlines, but he is going to arrive on the Delta flight. So he was on his way to bring it to baggage claim, and I just, like, intercepted him. Oh, wow. So Dude, I'm surprised like something actually worked in your favor here. I was like, I was I, like, oh, you're not going to believe this. Your bag actually exploded. You know, like, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but we sent your bag back to Melbourne. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we saw uh, some Australian snacks when you was on the way there, right? Not the way here. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Uh, but yeah, long story short, I got my bag and it was like one hour back. My travel time in total, I actually did like one of those time elapsed calculators. My travel time to Australia was 28 hours. My travel time back from the time I woke up to the time I walked like into the house was 29 hours. So <laughs> it was tough, dude. It was tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so you know how people complain about LAX and everything? I oh, actually yeah. completely now understand, especially if you have to transfer flights, especially international flights, right? But even different like airlines, you have to go from like a different terminal to another. It's a pain. Yeah. I actually luckily never had to experience that because I just get off and I – right so and you just go home yeah i just go home i will say too getting to like the place where you uber or lyft is also you have to take a shuttle to get to there <laughs> i used to walk it though which was like a 20 something minute walk or yeah. 15 20 minute walk but now i learned better and i just don't walk it. i just take the shuttle but still you have to take a shuttle and you have to wait for them to pull up to the area so uh, i mean i think a lot of big airports have something to that degree like atlanta is also not the greatest for that regard true but I think the moral story is you need to move to a place with a bigger airport, man. Dude, I'm telling you. I, I think yeah. that would solve it. If, if I was stopping in LAX, if I was stopping in Dallas, whatever, I'd be fine. Yeah. It's just like all these connections. How how much you for how much you travel to? Hey, come down to LA, you know? Dude. We could uh I, we could do the podcast a, in person. Like there's a lot of things. Bro, I took a I took a video of downtown LA as I was landing. That was actually my first time in LA. I've been in San oh, Francisco okay. before. Gotcha. Uh, but I, dude, I, I couldn't find the, uh, the Hollywood sign. I couldn't see it from the air. Dude, if, if you're in my neighborhood, you can see it right down the street, you know, <laughs> right on the rooftop. There's, there's a lot of people here. So I'm like doxing myself a little bit, but go luck trying <laughs> to find me in Hollywood. You can find some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, for real. Man. You know, dude, I'm, pro a lot I'm protected, yo. Like this place got natural protection. Dude, there are a lot more weird people than Caleb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have to go through the trenches to find me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god but anyway um well yeah glad to hear you made it safe glad that you got all your luggage and uh 
this man's traveling again in like two days, right? Two well, days. No, no, so I, I'm actually not even kidding. Like I said two days, like jokingly, but it actually is two days because you'll be yeah. commentating the Knoxville Regional. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I got 48 hours uh, at home and then I, I leave again. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, I take good it. Luck. I take it your your flight back wasn't as bad, right? No, it was it was delayed like an hour. Um, we're literally just sitting on the tarmac mm-hmm. in the plane waiting. I didn't even have service. Like I had service. I had like three or four bars of data, but like I couldn't actually go on the internet for some reason. Yeah, so, like, weird. People right? are talking to me right before I hopped on plane. I was just gonna say like, all right, head off. Talk to you in like a like. A day like 16 hours or yeah something. And for like, real. Not, i couldn't say anything so dude the, right. the Qantas airplane i think it literally blocked cell signal because i was trying to send messages thing, and right? when we when we actually took off we were, we were probably a few hundred feet in the air mm-hmm. like two of my texts went through and then all the oh, rest got blocked but again. not when you're s- sitting on the tarmac yeah exactly. yeah that's exactly my experience i just gave up at a certain point um but I started watching that show. I, I finished uh, that show, Physical 100, I was telling you about, too. Oh, dude, for real? How was it? It's good. It's great. It was like Squid Games in real life. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to, I need so, to watch it. It's a, it was a good time. Um, but, uh, was, yeah, some interesting storylines, too. Anyway, it was just some Netflix show I was telling Speedy about. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, um, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you should check it out, too, no. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> We got lots to cover today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we got questions from episode eighty-five. Yes. The loser, the lower, and the secondary. Let's name that episode. <laughs> but um, we haven't. Uh, we didn't really get over. Uh, we didn't get a chance to cover that because the last episode we had a guest, so we didn't want to spend time talking about that. So let's cover it. Defy two fifty, or as Speedy would like to say, defy. 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 <laughs> Dude, I can't in my man. mind defy uh she, she, she going to knoxville right oh uh, yeah yeah i believe let's she see is. how many times you call her defy and how many calls, times you call her defy oh, dude i don't have the mental bandwidth for this i think i need to remember her name are you gonna like re, are you gonna do like back and forth like it's only like, pokemon, like pokemon pronunciations like i hate saying like for Hawthorne, so i try not to say dude. but once in a while i'll throw it in there because that's correct correct pronunciation instead of ferrothorn dude we did drop you in in uh Dude, a, a Mel- I can't. Yeah, dude. For anyone that's for people that don't know, it's pronounced Dropian, not Drapion. Dude, how Dropian, Tropius instead of Tropius. I mean, it makes sense because like trop as in like tropical, but still, it just sure. sounds so much worse, right? So weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Dropian, Drapion. We switched it up. Um. All right. Anyway, the question is, uh, from Defy. If Caleb hasn't seen the Studio Ghibli movies, that would be my recommendation. I have seen quite a few, actually. I've seen Spirit Away, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Um, some other ones, too. So That's I'm a fan, but there's a lot. There's a lot I haven't seen. Have you seen any Studio Ghibli movies? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw all the ones you listed, and I think a couple more. They're super trippy, too. Honestly, like, I've never done, like, like shrooms or, like, acid or any type of those kind of drugs. Like, hallucinogens. But it almost feels like, oh, also, if you're listening, don't do drugs. I'm not advocating for it. Um, or, or, yeah, I'm not advocating for it. We can't say that. But it does it does get a little wonky when you're watching. You're like, whoa, like I'm in a different like universe. Yeah, um, very well said. Yes. Um, and she also said, and yes, I'm a little more used to waking up early 
My weekday alarm is set to 5.15 a.m. Oh, my gosh. This Ugh. is what we're talking about when Hatikai is always early for breakfast. And I just like breakfast food. Oh, that makes sense. Why would anyone eat anything other than breakfast foods? Also, for guests, you should interview people with some play Pokemon medals. I've noticed that uh, this gremlin battler seems to have a lot, at least according to her Twitter photos um that being said uh you know for me breakfast i don't know how you feel i like mm-hmm. breakfast food but only during breakfast i'm not really like a breakfast or dinner kind of person have Maybe. you ever had it you ever tried it yeah yeah and i'm just like okay. dude i don't want to eat french toast at like 9 p.m yeah i mean that's fair i i will say um uh throwing back to my college days again we're not advocating to do anything here but I remember definitely a few nights, like after uh, some you know time with friends and a few adult beverages, definitely um, uh, enjoyed some breakfast at night. So, uh, also this almost felt like a Ron Swanson quote from Parks and Rec. She almost got there uh, because he talks a lot about bacon and eggs. So, mm. also kudos to that. Stephanie. Gotcha, got you. Um, speaking of breakfast, too, a little side note, uh, something I noticed when we're in Australia. But it's it's a very reliable trend is the tardiness or or um how on time people are, how punctual people are out for of the commentators. Uh, yeah, after for call times and everything. <clears throat> Let me tell you, out of the four of us, right? Because we've gone to a lot of different events together, myself, Speedy, Gabby, and Butters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this a, is interesting. Take a guess on for those listening, right, just before before I say the answer, take a guess on the order of who's the earliest and who's the latest. I'm very curious. Honestly, actually, you know what? Let's make it more fun. If you're listening to podcasts right now, either on, if you're on YouTube, write in the comments right now, right? Out of the four of us, who's the earliest, who's the second earliest, who's the, who's the second latest, who's the latest, yeah. right? And if you're you listening to the poll. Spotify version, right, or uh. Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whatever. Pause real quick. Head over to the Battle Cats podcast on YouTube and write this comment in. Should we do a Twitter poll? Uh, <laughs> we can. We yeah. Can. If we were, if we were, you can't do an order from one through four, right? We go and do who's the latest, who's the earliest. Ah, uh, true, true, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never but mind. Anyway, scrap that. Come on over. Write it in the comments. I'm very curious what the guesses are, right? Start with the earliest. Second earliest, second latest, latest. For 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 you know, the rehearsals, for breakfast, for any event when we're meeting up out of the four of us. It's myself, Gabby Snyder, Will Dumphy, and Steven Sanders. Okay, <laughs> Butters. Will Dumphy is also speedy if you didn't realize it's like, that by now. It's like wait, it's like wait, who's Steven again? Okay. <laughs> Butters. Steve. 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 Oh man. All right. If you're ready, here's the answer. It's actually a slight trick question. It's not really a trick question. There's a multitude of the answers. Yeah. Earliest is always Gabby, regardless yes. of the situation. Almost always Gabby. Second she's earliest. Professional. Yeah, she, she's early, right? She's not even on time. She's early. She gets there ahead of time. Second earliest, surprisingly, is actually me. I'm not actually early. I'm just on time. Like, I show up when the time. Sometimes I'm early, but for the most part, I'm just on time. There's actually once in a while I'm early, early, but I think it's because like Gabby has like extra time. She has to be in makeup for longer, um, mm. but that's not her fault, right? That's yeah. For the for the girls, they like do their hair and everything else, and Caleb Kay- 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 comes with this hair done. So 
good. You only need a minute for me, man. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but uh, and then and then here's where it gets interesting. Now, if it's like an actual work event, right, for like rehearsals, call times for the actual production, Speedy's sure. third. He's second to last, right? He'll usually get there like on time or a little bit after on time. But like, I don't know if you should say fashionably late for a professional thing, but he's fashionably late, right? Then you got, then you got Steve Sanders, right? Mr. Butters. It's a 2 0 Butters. He shows up, dude. Before, by the time he shows up, the production was already like, hey, is he awake? Can y'all check on him? I'm always yeah. like, yeah, he's running a little late. Like, his like suit's not working. Like, he's got lit all over after taking out the dry cleaner. Or like, he's like, he's like sick from the yogurt he scoffed down. Or most of the time, he's not even eating breakfast, right? Because he's just like, I'm just, I'm just expecting, like, just, I'm just imagining like Butters from South Park trying to dress as fast as he can in the hotel room, right? Oh, or, gosh, guys. oh gosh guys like or like take his time right like you know like what tie do i wear right <laughs> yeah. but anyway yeah. so that's the order but for casual events now like when the four of us are like hey let's grab a meal you know after work let's meet up in the lobby at this time yeah. <laughs> yo it's the same thing it's gabby then it's me then, then it's me and Gabby sitting there predicting who it is. And I'm usually like, Here, here's my prediction. Butters will be here actually before Speedy. Because Butters, was like, he'd be like hungry or he'd be thirsty. He'd be like, some, he's ready to go, right? He's a yeah, big guy, yeah. right? He needs his, you know, hierarchy of needs met, right? He needs the essentials. Yes, for sure. Right, Speedy, I don't know what he's doing. He's just chilling up there. You know, maybe he's calling his fiance. Maybe he's just like, I don't know what you're doing, right? He'll show up, right? He he acts like he's on time, right? It's like 20, 25 minutes later than we're supposed to expect. He's like, hey, guys. And I'm like, yo, it's about time, right? <laughs> like, Gab will say something, but she's, like, less, like, mean about it. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, we've been waiting for a second. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, we've been waiting for a whole freaking 25 minutes, right? He's like, <laughs> here's the audacity, right? Speedy pretend like he's not late. So he's like, no, no, really? Like, like you're all just messing with me. We're like. No, we literally said meet at like 7 p.m. It's like 7.30. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, when, when did you think everyone else showed up? So, like, so oh, God, sorry, guys. Right. Like, <laughs> that, the okay. audacity to pretend like you're on time is the crazy part to me. So first, first small note, it's really funny how Butters always shows up to those social events. Because like in the morning, right, like he said, he's like running in there trying to get everything together. But for the social events, he's like, yeah, man, I'm up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get some water. I'm dehydrated. I'm thirsty. Yeah, I'm hungry. You know, Let's go. I'm hungry. Man, I'm food. starving. Yeah. And uh, and for me, this this particular instance, Caleb was talking about everybody. All right, let me take the stand here for a second. Um, this was after we wrapped the show. And the discord chat was like radio silent the entire time i mean i guess we're adults and you should like expect me to show up if you say like see you in 15 minutes but at the same time yeah with with, <laughs> with everyone being all, silent what do we silent radio side we're like it's like 6 45 we're like everyone beat down in 15 everyone's like yes yes okay what else are we supposed to say we'll see you in 15 no there's usually like hey i'm heading down or hey i'll be a few minutes late and then i know that i can be like a few minutes later <laughs> yeah, especially no if butters is later everyone's on time <laughs> Which is, it's rare, you know? Butters was still late, but he didn't, but, uh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling Dude, you, you just got to miss the kind man. of person, he's like, yo, I'm on my way. He's still in bed chilling, right? Dude, <laughs> like, this is, this is r- relationship rules 101. It's all about communication, all right? 
Well, if you're in a relationship with the three of us, it's it's not going well, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not going well. Exactly. You're going to be late to a few events. Yeah. Anyway, I'm curious who got the the stuff right. I hey, look, if you put me as latest or second or later stuff that I don't take I I'm not mad at you. I get it, right? I would expect that myself. Honestly, I would expect that. But out of the four of us, you know, I'm actually pretty punctual. Not going. I'm you not are. a morning person by any means, but I uh, will like on work events, I will be on time. I'll get up, right? Oh, here's what we can do. Here's what we yeah. can do, Caleb. Why, why don't we why don't we launch a Twitter poll? But this one will be about breakfast. And we'll just ask who is fully dressed when they come down to eat breakfast and who isn't. I, I'll give I'll give everyone a hint. Only one of us is consistently fully dressed every single time eating bacon and eggs in a full uh, full outfit. That's true. Yeah. Maybe having some coffee, maybe have some jam, having some hot sauce, anything that could spill on the outfits dude it's perilous man this person always gives me anxiety well <laughs> you're not showing up as the real anxiety inducer but here we are yeah anyway eight chip five says uh in quotes trevenant beats all the steel types uh i guess like maybe i said that or you said that in last week. oh yeah yeah shadow mawa enters the chat fire fang great podcast guys keep up the great work uh yeah no that's that's actually that's actually very valid. Although I feel like Trevenant even has some win cons against Shadow Mawa if you land a Shadow Ball. Which is <laughs> True. again why it's so strong, right? Like even against Skarmory and, and against mm-hmm. Altaria, that Shadow Ball coverage is so nice. That's why you need something like a Noctowl or like a Mandibus to check it. Kind of nuts, mm-hmm. right? Or Umbria. Agreed. Like even Sableye, that matchup's not good. But yes, you're right. <laughs> Shadow Mawa, dude. That's like kind of like a one and done kind of thing, right? Like I, I don't think anyone else could pull off what Zabergla did, but. True. At the twenty minute mark and a twenty minute eight second mark in this podcast, Deborah said, "Speedy, did you think we wouldn't catch the Defy slip up?" Oh, dang it! <laughs> also, for movies, I'm going to have to echo Ryan. Everything, everywhere, all at once is amazing, and it has eleven Oscar nominations. I'll also recommend Parasite, one Best Picture, and three other Oscars at the 2020 Academy Awards. Both are great and have a mix of uh, and have a mix of a bunch of genres. Here's the thing, mm-hmm. Deborah. One hundred percent agree. I've watched both movies actually. I watched um Parasite back during the pandemic in 2020, mm-hmm. and fantastic movie. One of my favorite movies of all time, actually, and brilliant. And also, I believe the first ever, uh, like Asian produced movie, like you know, production sets to win a Best Picture in the Academy Awards. So yep. pretty monumental there. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Also incredible. Easily so my good. favorite movie in the past like year or so. Honestly, would be a shame if it doesn't win best best picture, but we'll see. Right. That's coming up in like maybe like a few weeks, a few months. Yeah, I think and so. Actually, now that I think about it, I mean there's no way I can sneak in. But the Academy Awards, it takes place in my where I am right now. Dude. Dude. I'm also in Hollywood. I don't actually know how far it is, but like I might be you might like, have to go. <laughs> Who am I gonna pretend to be, huh? Aaron Zang, like he's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if he, he is, is. Hey, I'll try. But <laughs> yeah, have, have, his, you... have his. Go ahead. No, no. I, it, it just reminds me. I was watching this guy. His name's Big Dolls TV, and he mm. pretends to be Clay, um, Clay Thompson, because he kind of does look like Clay Thompson. <laughs> he's actually not bad at basketball, and height wise, he's like close, right? He's like over mm. like six foot four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he snuck onto. Like the NBA Finals core, pretend to be Clay Thompson, shoot up warm up basketball. And he got banned. No. He got banned from like 
Yeah. Yeah, he got banned from future like Golden State games. But, oh my god. But he but he, and Clay Thompson knows of him and like uh, some other basketball players cuz he saw the clips and stuff. And yeah, he actually like looks enough like him that security and everything just assumed it was Clay Thompson didn't ID him. <laughs> yeah, he Dude, went to like the, like yeah, he went through like the the players like arena area to like park his car and everything. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um but uh yeah no play, fans actually outside the arena would be like oh clay like what are you doing out here be like you know i'm just warming up and stuff yeah like it's actually he actually looks enough Dude, like it yeah very passable then yeah very passable that's not me and aaron but anyway <laughs> uh you've seen both of those movies right i know you've seen everything okay. ever all once yeah uh full uh transparency i actually have not seen parasite yet oh okay it's good yeah it's good it's really really good i think it might mm-hmm. be on netflix actually so. yeah i think i've seen it listed a few times i really need to watch it yeah, it's quite good. Uh, but yeah, both of those movies are fantastic. I see. I saw everything everywhere all at once. Um, mm-hmm. I it was actually on the plane to London for Worlds, and dude, makes you think about life too. Oh, it really does. Yeah, I keep forgetting to recommend my parents to watch it. Um, oh, dude, for sure. I was telling Speedy this. And I'm sure the same thing actually applies to Parasite. Um, I just don't know Korean, but if you know the native language, they were speaking a lot of Mandarin, everything everywhere all at once. Dude, it's just there's so much loss in translation that I wish you could understand. Like in the, like uh, my Mandarin is not even that great because like mm-hmm. I moved to US was too, so just imagine mm-hmm. how good it is. But like there's certain things to pick up, and man, like if if anyone ever learns Mandarin, you gotta watch this movie because like there's it's there's so many cool things. It's it's like Shane Chi as well. Shane Chi was like that too. There's mm-hmm. a lot that was lost in translation, uh, but they speak a lot of Mandarin in that one. But gotcha. Uh, Kevin Wong says I think Caleb should check out uh. Aikuru, it's a Japanese film about even when you're old, you can still find purpose uh, in your own life. In my early mm-hmm. 20s and recent, uh, I'm in my early 20s and recently got a job, but I still feel lost in everything. When you guys find your own purpose and if you're still trying to find it, what advice has been inspirational to you to keep on trying to find it? Do you want to take this one first? Oh, and thank you for the movie so, recommendation. I'll definitely check it. Dude, this is turning out to be like, what Caleb should watch questions, but on dude, top or comments, but also some other stuff. <laughs> you got a you got a long list, bro. It's already it's already adding up here. Um, so yeah, honestly, Kevin, super deep question. Um, this is like something that I think people probably spend their entire lives thinking about, and I think that as we get older, we kind of have new answers to it. Um, you know, originally. Or not originally, but in the past, you probably thought your purpose was one thing. But then as you experience more of life, it probably dawns on you that something else is more like your calling. Um, I definitely recommend trying as much as you can. There's so many things I haven't tried yet. And you have to you have to also like part of you has to be willing to kind of give yourself over to a new experience as well. Right. Like if you um, if you're unsure about something, it's definitely still worth it to try it and see what comes of it, how you feel about it. But um my personal philosophy is that we make our own purpose in life and however big of an impact you think you can make, you should go for it. I, I don't really believe um, to, I don't really believe in like a predetermined destiny uh, in the sense, like I don't believe like everything in my life is going to be scripted. It's just going to happen because first of all, that's, you know, wild. I've already had way too many blessings to be like a regular person in my opinion. So I take everything as like, uh, you know, I take everything with a huge amount of gratitude uh, but I do believe that you meet certain people in your life when you should meet them. Mm. Uh, so like if you have like a, 
uh, a partner for a little while or if you have a friend in a certain place that you live, I feel like you meet that person when you should and they teach you things that you need to learn at that point. And if you met them at a different point in your life, it wouldn't make as much sense to you. Maybe if you reflect back on that, that'll help. Try to take some lessons there. But yeah, this is a super deep question. That's probably all I can say about it. I probably gave Caleb enough time to think about it as well. So let's see. Uh, let's see what the master has to say. <laughs> the master. I'm the master of what? <laughs> of life, dude. Come on. Oh wow! What a, what a title. I mean, I'll take it, but I, I don't know if I deserve it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're both 31, so we've been we've been around for a hot second too. Um, we're both on our way to. Close in on 32, actually. Um, but yeah, we're actually only like a few weeks apart in age, right? Yeah, so I'm March. in March. Yeah. yeah. I'm in April. So, oh, dang. But, uh, <laughs> 420, actually... blaze it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it was so, side note, we're in, we're in Australia. We're ha- hanging out with Frosted Caribou, right? Shelby, uh, if, for those that don't know, she's one of the um, TCG casters and a great YouTuber and everything. And, Dude, I'm like, I'm like trying to give like, like she's like trying to figure out what my birthday is, and she said her birthday is December first. I was like, oh, I was born on the same like day of the month, right? I'm also born on the first. She's like, oh, she's like, she's like, when's your birthday? I was like, well, take a guess, and you know, so I was like, it's a holiday, right? And her and Speedy are trying to figure this out, and I'm like, I was like, they're like, they're like, oh, when is it? I was like, well, and I say. It's in the month of April, uh, month of April, and mm-hmm. so they're both like, "Huh, like, when is it?" Right? And I'm like, literally, like, I told you the date, I told you the month. Like, how do you not figure this out? And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. Is your birthday on <laughs> Easter? Like, is it like 4:20? Is it like?" I'm like, "What are you talking?" I literally gave you the date, right? May- yeah, sometimes <laughs> Easter can fall, I guess, on April 1st, I believe. Uh, yeah, but it can. it's just April Fool's Day, man. International holiday, Dang. if I do say Dang. so myself. So you all were fighting against it. I was like, just because you don't have vacation for it doesn't mean it's not a holiday. Like you don't get vacation for Valentine's Day or Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah. You said it's a holiday. We were like, oh, is it like a a time off holiday? Is it like a pseudo holiday? Like you know, Leif Erikson Day. You know, it's everyone knows. Everyone knows. For the most part, everyone knows about it, right? I know in China sure. they knew about it because when my mom yeah. was giving birth, they're like, oh my gosh, my son's born on April Fourth. <laughs> I know they they know about it in Australia, so that's a couple of places. Let's say, did they joke with your mom? Be like, uh, Miss, it's a it's a girl. <laughs> April Fools, you know. Dude, I don't know how Chinese humor really works, but I doubt it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. The joke was really on her because I was supposed to be born, I think, on like April fifth or sixth, and uh, my mom's birthday is April 9th. So ooh. she was like, "Oh, like maybe I could like." keep keep them in there for like a few more days so we have the same birthday right that'd be kind of cool line it up jokes on her i'm out early baby (laughs) (laughs) a whole week early surprise yeah (laughs) jokes on you um anyway so uh yeah great question kevin i will say so actually you said something really interesting and maybe uh, i would just want to make sure i fully understand it speedy Mm -hmm. so for you you're you're almost of the mindset of people will come into your life when they're supposed to kind of in some ways right yeah it's not like mm-hmm. pre-scripted but it's like there's some like meaning behind when they show up in your life it's almost like uh if you ever my aunt actually uh studied the law of attraction and i've watched like a few videos on it read a few things on it mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to that because i think that your your mindset does affect what you see in the world at a given mm-hmm. time so i think that like I if see. you 
yeah, if you're like struggling with something, you kind of gravitate towards other people that are also struggling with the same thing. Yeah. Or if you need help in a certain area, you might look for that help. And it's all subconscious, right? You don't actually realize it. But I think it's important to like take those experiences and build on them and not to say, to, excuse me, not to stay stuck in a certain place if you can move, if you can help it, right? Gotcha, gotcha. That actually reminds me too, because I was a psychology major undergrad and I also studied behavioral sciences in my master's degree. Uh-huh. And they found that it's like kind of related, but if you see someone smile, you're more likely to smile, like reflect that. Sure. Because, and that's like, whoa, I was like, is that weird or not? But if you think about it, imagine if you go through a single day in your life where you see not a single one smile, single person smile. It's like a very gloomy outlook, right? You're not going to yeah. be smiling too if you, every single person on the street, every single person you see on TV, everything you see on YouTube, whatever people you see at home, no one's smiling the whole day. It like impacts the entire mood you might have, right? So like there's a lot of things where like smiling is contagious, but so is like maybe being in a bad mood or being like having a scowl face, right? Stuff like that. So I think along yeah. those lines, like I, I think you're right. There is there is something to it in terms of where you gravitate towards, right? Um, mm-hmm. They have like a lot of those phrases too, like hurt people hurt people and stuff like that. Sure, like lot, sure. Right? Like you see some people that are very positive in life and they, they attract a lot of positivity a lot of times too. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think the way I thought of it, but I think I like your perspective too, is the people you meet and the things that happen. Like for me, I think it's like more so like the like chance and coincidence than anything else. But oh. in my mind, I think that's like even more incredible, right? That like, for instance, like you meeting your fiance, right? Like mm-hmm. you happen to maybe see her streaming or she saw you streaming. And you yep. message her, right? And like you, you start talking, mm-hmm. right? But like, what are like, what if you never sent that message, right? What if you never saw her stream? What if she never saw your stream? Right. I don't know. What if like, what if by the time you saw her stream, she was ready in a relationship with someone else, or vice versa, right? Like, so mm-hmm. many things could have not happened, uh, or mm-hmm. people that you meet in life. Like, if anyone ever thinks about how they met someone, right? Like, oh, I just met this person because like they're a mutual friend of mine, and they, you know, they invited to this event, and that's how we met, and then now we're married or something like that, right? Something, something yeah. wild, or, or now they're my best friend or whatever, someone I talk to every day. Like the mm-hmm. odds of ever meeting someone in this world and then end up building that connection to like, <laughs> you give me that look, but like to Dude, do like crazy. for like the cascading effects of all the possibilities to end up where you are, it's just so incredibly simple. Like there's like literally like one sliver of possibility that you might end up seeing this, meeting this person. But the fact that they do like makes it even more incredible, right? Um, but this is like everything in life, right? Like, wh- like if I never got like either of us ever never got like an invite to commentate, I don't know what would we be. We, I don't even know. Yeah. If we, we I, I would probably still be doing the podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. I would be doing it with Speedy. I don't know because I was doing the podcast right with Zion. But I don't know what we be talking. We're like, man, did you did you see that yeah. events? Right, like you know, blah, blah blah. Instead of like we were actually there, right? So like, there's so many things that could have changed in life because of that that you just can't yeah. predict, right? We we became content creators not expecting to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know it's a possibility. I was just like, I'm just gonna make YouTube videos or whatever, right? And stream. Yeah. But yeah. what if you what if you decided to like put down Pokemon Go one day out of the past six years? What if you just decided one day to just put it down and you didn't pick it back up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did that for the first time when I was flying to Australia. <laughs> yeah, first, first day I lost all my streaks in six no. years. Uh, wow. But it's fine. It was worth it. Yeah. Uh, I would say almost seven years actually now at this point, but so yeah. Anyway, to go back to your question, 
like Kevin saying, I'm in my early 20s. Uh, recently got a job. I still feel lost and everything. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is I feel like the generation before us, right, or maybe two generations before, stuff like that, um, especially in the United States at least, the general career path was typically like you work in a job and you work mm-hmm. in the job for decades and then you re- eventually retire if things go well. That's it, right? That's your career. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those in our current generation or in the working class right now, there's a lot of movement, right? You might work in some field and you switch to a different one or completely different like positions or different companies, right? You don't do this like, I'm going to work in this one company for the rest of my working life, right? Or one or two companies. I think that's fine. I think it's scary though because there's a lot of uncertainty to it, but I think that's the general trend that people have these days. My, maybe people are more curious or it just looks better on resumes to have a whole different skill set, like a bunch of different skill sets rather than just one. Um, obviously for more traditional types of jobs, like me being a doctor or a lawyer or something mm-hmm. like that, dentist, you know, vet, like you have a more traditional career path of going through school and doing all that stuff. But I think for a lot of majority of careers, it's not the case. And I don't know. I think there's always a level of uncertainty to it. I think mm-hmm. it's more so, um, try not to compare yourself to others, right? Yeah. Cause they always advice. say like. Comparison is the thief of joy, right? And Good I think that's advice. so true because if you're like, oh, like I'm looking at this person, like, you know, they made it there, right? I think like it could really get in your head. I do that too. I still do that to this day, even though I try not to, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to compare yourself to others and be like, man, I want to be there, right? Blah, blah, blah. But like, I think part of it's just like, like kind of count your blessings and just do, do your thing. And if you do it well, if you continue grinding through, like things will a lot of times work out in your favor. But Again, like the yeah. unknown is very weird, right? You think if I told myself, like we're 31, right? It's not like we haven't been working for a while. If I told myself after I graduate college at 22 that I'd be doing this nine years later, right? right. No, wait, nine, 10 years later, I'd have a Oof. career path change and that's why, like it's doing this? No, the Pokemon Go wasn't it's even wild. out back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's no way, right? I was, I was thinking about doing completely different things back then too. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think it's just um, – I think the big thing is it's okay if you don't know your purpose in life, right? It's okay if you don't yeah. know what you want to do. I don't know if I really know, right? Like is yeah. this our last type of job? Are we just going to be no, esports commentators and consecrators? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Who knows, right? Yeah. Well, we got there's deep there. Of- but that's a great question, Kevin. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I still want to do, right? A lot of things I still want to try. And I think um, – I've gained a lot of a lot of perspective over the past year as well. And I feel like it's really important to make the most of it. Like Caleb and I are coming up on 32. Dude, I'm feeling so much urgency in so many areas of my life to actually mm-hmm. get things going. Because even though you can project, right? And you can say, oh, well, my dad is 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 in his 70s. Like I still have another 40 years of life. But then again, like we're only this age with this mobility for so long. And mm-hmm. I can already start to like feel a bit of the wear and tear as I get a little bit older, it's like, damn, I just imagine my college self who would like go to class all day and then I would uh, go to the gym and then I'd go to like a uh, band practice and I'd play flag football for an hour. Then I'd like go play, go play ping pong for an hour after that. I sleep for like four hours, get up and do it all again. Like I had so much energy. Right? You're kind of doing that in Australia, not going to lie. This guy was Dude, running Australia, Australia was a burner for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, start trying to make the most out of it all, right? Uh, you said something really interesting, Caleb. You said that uh, comparison is a thief of joy. And I, I sincerely do believe that. Um, comparison leads to frustration, and frustration can lead to despair. And if you're like 
constantly in this state of despair. Like I'm never going to be successful. I'm never going to have like a full-time Patreon uh, community. I'm never going to like travel to events. There's no chance I'll ever do this, blah, blah. If you get into that mode, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You're constantly tearing yourself down. So not, not only are you trying to achieve your goals and you're fighting against every other obstacle there, but now you're fighting with yourself. Yeah. And there's like this, this really tough balance of, of being centered and doing what you do best. Like you said, you said it earlier as well, putting in the work, doing what you do best, but also like being aware of what's going on around you. And you have to have like, as strange as it sounds, you have to have more of like a centralized focus on yourself and that will like power you where you want to go more so than, than looking at other people will ever help you. Yeah. You know, it is good in some ways to like, see how you measure up to people, but don't let it get into your heads a lot. Right. I'll say this too. I, I said this before, so I don't, I'm not even like, um, joking about it too, but I'll, I'll be like, oh, one of the best commentators, especially in Go, is Speedy, right? And so I'm like, man, I'm like watching how he does stuff. I'm like, dude, these are things I can improve upon, right? And so I think like using that as like a benchmark or something to like measure up against is always good so you know there's room for improvement, right? You don't want to be in the mindset and be like, dude, I don't know, man, I'm almost as good as Speedy too, right? No big deal, right? Then you're never really improving. Or for me, I'm like watching back the VODs. I'm like, man, like I could have done this better, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I think that self-reflection is really, really important, right? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at my commentary from like like last week in the OCIC compared to EUIC, man, it was rough. Dude. We're saying side by side in Europe, right, in Germany last year. And, you know, it was a uh, we're, – we're, I was way more rusty. I mean, I think we're both a little rustier, but – yeah, I was I was like shifty eyed and everything, right? It was a different time, uh, and and like again to you and Butter's credit, you guys have come so incredibly far. You all you've always had your strengths, but uh, you guys, you know, again, like you watch me, and you probably watch Butters and Gabby. I watch the three of you, and just the difference is really remarkable. And you guys don't even really appreciate it. And I know you don't because I can see it from the outside, right? And then of course, like you want to look at other commentators. Like I really, really do sincerely look up to Rosemary Kelly. AKA Necra. And I watch what she does and how eloquent she is. And sometimes uh, when we're like backstage uh, at an event, she will be uh, taking extra notes. And I'm like, Rose, what are you, what are you taking notes on? She's like, Oh, I'm actually like, um, I watched, uh, I did some research and I'm looking back on these players' histories and I'm like making mental notes for myself. Mm. And like those like little cues that she does, that that's the work underneath yeah. what makes people really good and a lot of these people that you look up to no matter what industry you're in they also do that same kind of work so yeah. like caleb said a few minutes ago if you put in the work if you grind for it you, you make a lot of progress really fast yeah no, most definitely i mean necros is straight up professional and it, it really shows straight up. but there's a lot that you don't even see behind the scenes i will say too i roast butters a lot but he does a lot of prep work too right it might not seem like he's got all this energy and stuff like that but he does his research right he's always like taking notes before these big productions he's like yeah this happened this this tournament or like they brought this last time or like he was the medal last time right he's like he's like he 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 puts in the work because he loves it and he wants to he wants to elevate his commentary and also provide info to people right which i think is really commendable um you know, I think everyone, other people take notes as well, too. But I, I just remember he's always, like, got, like... Like, sometimes I'm holding cue cards just to hold them. It's blank, right? I'm like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, rolling the flow kind of thing, right? But Butter's actually got, like, notes on notes on notes, right? He's got, like, three wow. different cue cards, right? So, so, so quick question. Quick question as we wrap this up, uh, this part of the, of the uh, question here. Do you take more notes now than you used to or less? <sighs> I actually take less. I actually really? take less, yeah. 
But I okay. think it's a lot of times before the notes were like, oh, here are things we should cover, right? This upcoming event, sure. be sure to note this or blah, blah, blah. Um, these days, I feel like if I look at a graphic to like, you know, promote events or talk about something or talk about a bracket, something like that, I can like just rattle it off on the spot for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think doing this podcast also helps because really like <laughs> dude, we already oh, know yeah. all of that. So like, oh, we know what's going on with the scatter bug or like the month uh-huh. of February, right? So easy peasy. Um, but I do think there are probably some things I could probably take better notes of. Some of it I also like remember. I'm like really weird. I remember a bunch of really little things that like sometimes mm-hmm. are inconsequential. But I'll be like, oh, I remember this happened at this tournament for this blah blah blah, right? And I just like I just remember it occurring. So it's just like I'm sure that will actually eventually. I can't keep up with that because one, there's going to be more and more Pokemon events. Yes, you know, Pokemon events. But two, I'm just getting older. And three, like there's no way I keep track of everything, right? Um, but. There's usually, like, I'm kind of weird with how I remember things. I'm like, oh, dude, I remember this, like, sack swap happened, like, at this event, at this, like, yeah. around this mark, right? If you need me to yeah. find, like, a clip for you from a, like, a, like, a, like, worlds or, like, for, like, a international championship or regionals VOD, <laughs> like, got you. <laughs> wow. I know the gym was VOD. Yeah. I was like, like BM this day around this time, right? But yeah. again, you know, it's, it's hard to remember. But, um, but yeah, I should probably I should maybe be more on like the butters and necro grind. What about you? Yeah, dude, I take way more notes now than I ever did. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm the one slacking I, off. I t- <laughs> well, I have like a, a master spreadsheet as well, where I have like a ton of data I'm trying to break down. I'm really trying to get into the data side of things mm-hmm. as well. Like I looked back over the regionals. I'll give this one example. I looked back over the regionals and out of the last ones that we've had, half of them have gone to a bracket reset. And half of those resets, the loser has ended up winning. So literally 50% of the time in our grand finals, we force a reset. And then half of that time, the loser's bracket finalist actually ends up reverse sweeping somehow and winning the whole thing. So it's like yeah. stuff like that's an, it, like it's a cool insight too. Because then people can say, oh my God, like, yeah. this this happened before. It can happen again, you know? <laughs> well, don't don't rely on my experience because it did not happen on my side of things. But <laughs> I was the other close. 50%. <laughs> yeah. You came within two games, which is pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Zap can't debuff, man. Dude, I know. Um, yeah, no, that's right. I do remember you taking those kind of notes. So, yeah, it's it's important. I think I should be better about it. But thank you for the feedback. Now I know. Now I know. Uh, sure. Toshi Suzuki says, the guest is going to be your plan C butters. Oh, they're talking about my guest for next uh, or next week. Oh yeah. yeah. End up not be, but that's a good guess. We actually did try to hit up butters, but he actually wasn't available. So yeah. Uh, we actually, I mean, having PV poke as a backup, backup option is like, mm. or backup, backup, backup plan D option. Like that's dude, when you know you made it. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> um, awesome. And Toshi also says, I think it would be cool to see some regionals winners on the podcast. Yeah, that might be good. Um, we try to make find a balance of it because like there's so many regionals and international at this point that like it would be like at it would be almost at least every other podcast to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure you know we have something like having Stark on was different because he's been so involved in PP for so many years that like there's mm-hmm. a lot we can dive into. Uh, not to say that those just getting into PP aren't worth interviewing, but um, there's kind of like like a level of like amount of things we know we can discuss, right? Uh, that we can get into besides just the regionals and stuff. So definitely something we'll think about too. I mean, we had um, we had King on, right? We had uh, mm. Stark, we had Dancing Rob, and then we had Roman yep. Powell was a Sylph world champ. But 
um, but mm-hmm. still a tournament winner. So, um, yeah, I feel like it would be especially good to do some uh, to do some interviews in the in the run up to Worlds. So I definitely yeah. would encourage everybody to like check back in that or check back on that in the coming weeks and months. But right now, Caleb and I don't have concrete plans. But dude, I'd love to hear from all of them before they go to Yokohama. That would be so high. Dude, all of them? That's a lot of people. Yeah, dude. all of them. Like a hundred something people, right? I'm, I'm thinking like, that. I'm thinking like one minute sound bites from each or something. Hmm. That would be cool. Well, you go organize that, Speedy's Chief. Sounds All like right, quite the endeavor. <laughs> uh, I'll Ryan, do it for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, do it for the listeners. Hey, don't make empty promises now. You said you shaved your beard, too, and the people would come and pitch. And I you. did. Yeah, eventually, though. <laughs> Getting- interviews interviews coming out after Worlds. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so how's, how's your Worlds preparation going <laughs> as you asked them in October? Yeah, um, as we already have a, a new World Champ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Colgrove says too many movies, too many movies to comment. So I'll say only from this past year with Oscars around the corner, Cabe and Speedy need to see these two at least if they haven't seen everything, everything everywhere all at once, which we talked about. And then Triangle of Sadness. I feel like I heard of that, but I didn't actually. Triangle of Sadness, interesting. It was available on the Qantas flights. I almost watched it. It was. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you said haven't seen uh, Triangle, but I saw. Everything everywhere all at once twice. Oh, we saw it twice. Interesting. Well, maybe I should next time I'm on a plane, I should look for a triangle sadness. Yeah. It didn't really stick out to me. But um but sometimes I'm just like if I didn't see like a trail of it before, I might not be as interested. Okay. Well, thank you as always, Ryan, for the suggestion. Um So who is Josh says, Thank you both for the answer about the reason why you can't run either version of the same Pokemon because of the same species conflict. Didn't know that was a thing across the game mechanics. Makes sense. Also, how many best buddies do you both currently have, and how dedicated are you to get the ribbon? Oh, one more thing. Does Caleb actually watch any form of television? If he doesn't watch movies uh, slash TV, do you just watch the static of the telly? (laughs) Dude, I watch a lot of TV. I watch a bunch of TV shows. I watch a bunch of stuff on HBO Netflix. I'm, I've been like more so on like a reality TV show binge lately. Oh, so I've watched no. like all this stuff. No, but I watch the other stuff too, right? I watch like The Witcher and sure. uh, what are some non stuff? Um, I don't know. I've watched you a should... lot of like Netflix originals and HBO stuff. I watch The Last of Us right now. I watch oh, all too. the Game of Thrones stuff. Dude, um, if you haven't if you haven't written a reality TV show concept by the end of this year, I'm gonna be super disappointed. <laughs> You're life. you're the perfect place, dude. You yeah, can pitch the it. boys. That's one of my favorite TV shows. Dude, the boys Amazon is Prime. so good. It's so, so good. good. You're caught up, right? Yes, dude. dude. I I watched so no. Good. I've watched no. Surprisingly, like maybe certain movies I haven't watched. You all brought up. I've actually watched a decent amount of movies and a bunch of TV shows. I watched like a mm-hmm. lot of the superhero stuff too growing up. But I also watched like all of Supernatural. If anyone knows that, dude, that's a that's a invest. It was like 13 years of my life. Like dude, they start out with flip phones when I started watching them back in like. That's- that's high school yeah yeah and they like ended it like a year or two ago the 100 like i've seen i see a lot i see a lot but anyway let's pull up these best buddies all right let's do it i'm prediction i'm, pre- I'm really predicting i'm gonna have more than speedy but that's just my prediction I think, did, didn't we compare like i think we did in australia, australia uh, i will say okay. this too fun fact if you have a best buddy with a best buddy ribbon and you trade it to someone he loses his best buddy dude. size. You got to start from square, square zero. God, that was square devastating zero. to watch, dude. Yeah. That was so, so devastating. For, for context, well, let's compare the buddy first. And then we'll All right. See. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead. Yeah. Type in buddy five. I'm at mm-hmm. a strong 58. 
You have twice as many as I have. I have, have twenty six. No, no, no. I have more than twice as many as you. I do. got, I got twenty six. Oh, twenty six. Yeah. Wait, I can barely see it. It's all right. I mean, I thought I said twenty four. But twenty six though. What's double twenty six? It's eight rows plus two. That's why I said twice as many, bro. <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Twenty six divided it's, times two is fifty two. Oh, so you have more yeah. than twice as many. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah. So, so Caleb actually inspired me to do this as well. For those of you that are watching on the YouTube version, I have three, six, nine, ten, eleven Pokemon that are one or two hearts away from Best Buddy, and I'm going to Best Buddy them all like in succession and make a video about it. Caleb <laughs> called it like a Mr. Beast style video. You have like a thousand video ideas that have not happened yet. We're still waiting know, for you to dude. spend your dust. <laughs> like I'm an idea factory, man. I don't know how you have like Pokemon to use in GBL. Like, don't you make stuff? Like, I just made an extra drill the other day to level fifty. Dude, you I, already I have a bunch that. of stuff made, or is this... yeah, dude, you're still you said. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the legend segment. Oh, we're we're like still talking to the questions right now. We're an hour in, but dude, wait till we get to the GBL section. I'm waiting for that. So anyway, quick story. Uh. So who is Josh is when we're in Australia, again, same around the same time period when we're hanging out with um, Frosty Caribou and Speedy. Um, she I forgot how we got this topic, but she was like, what's your least favorite vegetable? And I said, <laughs> um, I said cilantro, right? Yeah, garnish. And she's like, cilantro is not a vegetable. I was like, it is. And she's like, it is a herb. I was like. Yeah, or as people in England would say herb, right? Um, but an herb. And I said, I mean, it's a herb, but it's also a vegetable. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, all right, what you want to bet, right? Because you know me. I'm like, put your money where your mouth is, right? Speedy knows all about this, right? Everyone on the podcast knows. But, you know, Frosted Caribou, though, she don't know, right? She don't know. She she heard the legends, right? She's seen Speedy without a beard, but mm -hmm. she don't know, the, you know, how, how I, I usually win these bets. So I said, all right, let's make a bet. I was like, if you, if it's a vegetable, um, and then uh, let's see what's on the line, right? And she said, she said she wanted to give, uh, she wanted a zangu. She doesn't have a zangu. I was like, how do you not have a zangu? We're in Australia. They're really spawning the wild. She's like, I don't have a zangu. Like, right, I'll give you my your first zangu. So I'm willing to do that. And she's like, what do you want? I was like, mm. she mentioned she mentioned she had a best buddy iggly buff earlier that night. I was like, I'll take your iggly buff, your best buddy iggly buff. She's like, what? You're going to take my mung... She calls that mung bean, right? I was like, she's going to take my mung bean? I was like, yeah, I'm going to take mung bean. She's like, dude, that's awful. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you have nothing to lose if you're right. She's like, all right, all right. I eventually gold her into making the bet. And we Google it. Well, did you know cilantro is indeed a vegetable? It's, a, it's an herb too, but it's also a vegetable. <laughs> what? So it's both. Yeah, but I never disagreed it wasn't an herb. I just said it was a vegetable. She said it wasn't. I was like, oh, my God. At one point, she's like, I don't even think it's a plant. I was like, it's definitely a plant. All right, come on now. Don't, it's, it's don't from, make that it's bad from, now. It's from an alien planet. So Web, <laughs> Web, WebMD says cilantro is a fragrant herb. But then if you look at – if you look here at, uh, at Colorado State University – well, excuse me. No, um, the USDA classifies it as a vegetable. Yeah, of course. Dude, who but, goes to WebMD for cilantro, for classification of cilantro? That's, that's a medical site. <laughs> it's, it's a place of authority. That's why. Well, so is the FDA, right? Like, come on now. Anyway, so I won that bet, and we traded. And, you know, I 
see, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty nice, you know, if I do say so myself. I actually gave her the Zangus still. I still gave her, I spent 20,000 Stardust giving her Zangus, right, at low friendship, because we just added each other's friends. I gave her a Zangus for 20,000 dust, right, when I could just gave her, like, a Pidgey for 100 dust, you know. <laughs> so I spent 20,000 dust to still give her what she was looking for, but I did get her best buddy, Igloobuff, and the moment I got it, the best buddy ribbon went away, and I had to start the friendship with zero. So, you know, so I, I told yeah. her I'll work on the best buddy ribbon again. So I, I'm, I'm, if you see me, if you, if any of my friends see me walking at Iggly Buff, you know, that's why, that's why. <laughs> but um, and Dude, the the ironic part is there was a wild Zangus that spawns like late thirty minutes later on top of us. I'm like, dude, like I could just say it spent twenty k does. I was like, and even even more right here, even more ironically after that, she told you that was her only best buddy. Right? <laughs> It's her only best buddy. I it was the funny thing. Like like an hour or so later, she's like, Yeah, that was my only best buddy. I was like, dude. Brutal. Like, Anos, man. I'm collecting. I'm collecting. Jesus. Um But uh Yeah, anyway, so hopefully that answers your, your question, Josh. Uh I have more best buddies than Speedy. But if you'd actually claimed all those hearts, you'll have more than half of mine. <laughs> what a, what a prize! More than half, dude. I mean, you just gotta be on the grind. I I had that's a competition true. like a few years ago against How Stark and Jangles Twenty One on uh, who gets the most, right. who gets like thirty best buddies or something like that first or thirty five. And so I was yeah. racing, so I was really grinding during that time period. But then after yeah. that, I can I just been more casual. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Kevin Wong with another question. Actually, says which shadows do you think outperform its non-shadow counterpart? Uh, Shadow Snorlax, I think, is an easy one in my opinion. Uh, Shadow Machamp. Shadow Machamp is huge. Shadow Machamp, yeah. like, even though, like, typically you want bulkier Pokemon Shadow, uh, the Shadow Machamp is super nice. Like, it just, there's so many things that just muscles through. It used to be even better before they nerfed Rockside. Rockside used yes. to be better of a move, but they had to nerf it just to, like, kind of balance out Chiefus a little bit. Glenn Chiefus, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, Rockside used to be nasty. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was before XLs, too, right? I think so. It was even yep. stronger, but Shadow Machamp, I think, is the one of the most obvious ones as a clear upgrade. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think you named like the the two top, right? The the two biggest difference makers, and it's interesting because they each like excel in different ways. Mm -hmm. Shadow Machamp really needs that little slight bonus with its attack to like really punch through. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. A lot of matchups, <laughs> and then Snorlax has uh, what we typically think of with the Shadow Pokemon. It has such a large HP pool. That that twenty percent loss in defense doesn't really hurt it nearly yeah. as much. Um, in terms of like what I think is like inherently better, it's tough. I'm looking at Ultra League right now uh, to see like how the counterparts compare, and none of them really jump out to me. I do yeah. like I do like Shadow Wall Rain a lot, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just a, it's just slightly more offensively minded. It's not like a huge upgrade. Yeah, I feel like anything where you can use the non Shadow or the Shadow is not nearly as like a outperformer right like yeah. shadow wall rain or like shadow swamper even shadow charizard we saw from those last week in ocic like you don't have to have it to do well right mm -hmm. whereas like you really need to have machamp right I, people yeah. don't run non-shadow machamp i've tried it before it's just very underwhelming Snorlax, no. you can run non-shadow but on again like shadow Snorlax, much much better um those are mm -hmm. I think, the most important two i think yeah i think shadow gliscor is solid in ultra because you're gonna get destroyed by ice anyway so the extra yeah. attack bonus is pretty nice yeah but you could definitely run to non-shadow again like we saw yeah. this past week again fish on the eaters Dude. i mean both the non-shadow glide score and the non-shadow charizard 
Omiyaki mm-hmm. says, Caleb needs to watch The Princess Bride, and Speedy still needs to watch Fear Street movies. Even Caleb watched those. I did watch those. It's true. About a year ago. Uh, you said agreed. Caleb hasn't seen any of the classics. He know. hasn't. Yeah. Dude, I was trying to watch, um, what's that thing called? The The Shining. I was trying to watch The Shining oh, on the plane. Yeah. Dude, it's just so like slow, man. It scared you? It scared you too much. No, I didn't even get to the scary part. I'm like, (laughs) they're like still moving into the city, dude. Yeah, I was just, I was like falling asleep. Yeah, Yeah. but um, I've seen some classics, dude. I love a lot of the Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino movies. Reservoir Dogs, that's a that's a really underrated movie. We talked about that before though, too. I think. I think you're, that actually like segues very nicely into the next question. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah I didn't even plan that. Michael Davis says Caleb should watch Inglorious Bastards, and you know what? I have. It's fantastic so good. movie. Fantastic so movie. Good. Uh, what's his name? Christoph. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Dude, his He's acting is like incredible. Right? Yeah. Incredible. He plays the Jew hunter in that movie, and he's also in. Um, he's also in in the uh, one Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Yeah. He won yeah. two best supporting actors for two separate Quentin Tarantino movies. Like almost like as he should, actors. dude. It was incredible. He sold the, the there's show. Certain yeah. actors that just disappear into their role, right? And like the the man Christoph Waltz just did not exist dude, in that movie. He in was... Wars Bastards, his character was so annoying, but that's how good he played it, right? Like you want exactly. to be annoyed with his character. It was so good. It exactly. was so good. Yeah. So many subtle things are so good in that movie. Yeah, I don't think any of the Quentin Tarantino movies top Pulp Fiction yet. Um, any of the ones he's come out with, but there's some really good ones. And Glorious Masters I really like a lot. Um, Django Unchained, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was a little different. I don't know. It wasn't like... Yeah, I, really I liked different. I liked um, Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, and Hateful Eight a little bit more. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, like there's some people like Samuel Jackson. Dude, they're, like, they're great actors, but they like... <laughs> They play like the same character in almost everything, besides like Star Wars, right? Like Star Wars yeah. is probably his most like out of character character, but like because <laughs> he's like wasn't like unhinged, but like most of his yes. characters are like the same. So, so Dude. I enjoy, I appreciate him as an actor, but like he also plays like kind of the same like kind of character role in some ways. It's like the same reason you hire Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like he's or The Rock. The Rock is actually the best the example, right? Yeah. He's the same in every movie. Well, I don't know. You ever seen The Tooth Fairy? Because <laughs> oh, he's a little different than that one. He's yeah. he's trying the Arnold route. You know, Arnold did uh, Kindergarten Cop and a couple other things. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Now you got Dave Batista doing something similar. Yeah. So. Batista's awesome. I, I, told I like, you I I like seen, Batista a lot, yeah. I told you I've seen him a few times in person when I was living in Tampa. Did he, um, did he Batista slam you? Dude, he actually, funny story, just a quick tangent. Whenever he would come into the restaurant I was working at uh, to eat, he was always like very low key. Mm-hmm. He'd walk up to the front counter. <laughs> How and, can you know, he low key? He's like six foot dude, eight, you know? Yeah, he's huge, right? He's gigantic, <laughs> yeah. not only height wise, but also width wise. He's like a, yeah. he's a large, large human. Yeah. He'd walk in. I'm telling you, dude, you've seen like Drax, right? You're used to all the like the yelling and stuff. He'd come yeah. in and he'd say, um, uh, table for two for Dave. <laughs> that's very low question. key yeah very low key I, and he just gets to neat i actually not surprised by that i've seen him in a few interviews and he's like actually pretty chill like yeah. the rock is like kind of like out there and extroverted and loud as well right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um like he just seems like the rock always seems like he's just laughing really loud right that's like his yeah. persona like dave actually yeah. seems like he's a pretty chill guy dude he's oh. dave is, is cool as well uh there were a lot of manatees in tampa and he there was 
one random person, some random cruel person that uh, he, uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. He, he hurt a manatee with, with like a, a knife or something. Wow. And, uh, and the, the result was Dave was Dave actually put out like a bounty and he said, if you, if you give me like credible information about who did this, I'll pay you like a few tens of thousands of dollars or something. Dude. Like what a great guy. Cool. What yeah. a great guy. I mean, I don't know all about him. So if he's anything controversial, don't, don't quote me on that later, but from what, what a great like, guy, what I see, he's like pretty, pretty solid too. I think, no. um, his mom is, his mom is queer or lesbian as well. And, mm-hmm. um, Pacquiao was like saying some, super like homophobic stuff he like oh, called no. pacquiao out too in an interview he's like dude that's not cool man like blah blah, blah. like you know i like, can't be doing that stuff um mm-hmm. but you know pacquiao's like a hero for a lot of people too but he was just like yes, i don't care i don't care if he is like you know wow you can't, you can't accept that so yeah. anyway that was like one of my first impressions of him like outside of like wwe right outside of just like mm-hmm. when he's role-playing batista so yeah his persona um, yeah yeah speaking of wrestlers that get into film too john cena have you seen that uh have you seen that hbo series uh peacemaker peacemaker no. amazing show too have you seen it i haven't seen i haven't seen it yet oh, I, I did no, watch, no, it's good see what i, I mean I've, Suicide Squad. I've seen stuff you know i've seen stuff people just think i haven't but i've seen stuff i've seen stuff all right twasel says is speedy spreading misinformation again how is he getting 1350 dust per non Weather boosted Noibat. Isn't the base Stardust for the first stage 100? So shouldn't it be 100 times 2 times 3 times 1.5, which is 900? Also, side note, I think it's technically not actually double dust at these events because I caught a Sableye in San Diego and got 850 dust for it. So I think it's actually a plus 100 dust, which is essentially double dust, but only for single stage Pokemon. Uh, I think that's mostly correct, Wasso, but I believe at Liverpool, they were legit getting 900 dust. They had like a double dust event going on or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, no, they were getting no, they were getting like no, they were getting some ridiculous number. It was like 1800 or something. They were actually getting, I think, like almost because they had a double dust event going on. Oh, maybe it was the plus 100. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, was your math wrong or did you just like were you actually yeah. making it in 1350 per catch? I'm trying to find a screenshot because I distinctly remember getting that much. Maybe you know, maybe there was a weather boost, but I, I don't know. I'm like looking back now. Am I? I'm looking back at my pictures on my phone to see if I have a screenshot of it. But I swear I caught one. And it said 1350. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not that old. Well, Speedy uh, or Twasel's continuing here. He said Speedy out here complaining about spending 600k dust when he already ha- was supposed to spend 10 million. Shake my head, mm-hmm. dude. You've been calling out. You're getting called out on Twitter too, man. <laughs> I forgot what what it was. I posted something and people were talking about you not spending dust too. On mm-hmm. Twitter, I forgot about that. Here's the thing, man. Everybody who doesn't have 14 million dust talks about how they would spend it if they had it, but they don't have it for a reason because they spend 600k on this or that. I mean, back sure, and forth. but you're the one that said you spent 10 million. No one said, no one's forcing you. You set this yourself, right, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO of Speedy Enterprises. When I decide to do something, I'll do it. Right? <laughs> yeah, Speedy Enterprises always late on delivery. <laughs> hey, man. All right. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it be like that. Daniel Thorpe, Danny T says, um, well, so I won't say this actually because, but the burglar's like actual yeah, name yeah. is a homophobic slur in the UK. I think it was right for the Pokemon company to censor the stream. Yeah. So our apologies for saying it a couple of times during the last podcast or two podcasts yeah. ago too. But thank you for bringing that to your attention because I actually did look it up afterward and I shared it with the other commentators. I'm like, this is why 
This is why I wasn't sad. So I think it's actually a good call. Um, yeah, I think myself as well. I went, wanted to apologize for saying that. I know like sometimes we'll read trainer names. As we found out on Twitter as well lately, it's not always okay to just read something because somebody else has it as their name. So I, mean, I what, do what on apologize as well. Brandon Tan. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I, yes, I do, yes, yeah. I do yeah. want to apologize uh, for saying it. Um, yeah, again, uh, we talked about like being aware of different cultural norms and uh things going around in the world and i think that was a, lear a learning experience for myself as well yeah for for all of us too and i apologize as well too because we mentioned a couple times on the podcast yeah. and maybe we should just looked it up maybe that's the better curse like why would yeah maybe we right should actually curse? do some research you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i think in our minds we're like oh like you know that can't like this like just a like a weird sounding name right yeah um, but you know actually speaking of different terminology in the uk you know the word pang like my last name, P-E-N-G. Yeah. It's uh -huh. like, it means a lot of different things in the UK, but it's actually like, like if you look up on Urban Dictionary, it's like, you know, it's like some, it implies like cool, like hot, awesome, whatever, but also implies like, like very like dank marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they'll say like, they'll say peng quite a bit, I guess. I don't know if they say a bit, but it says it on Urban uh, Dictionary. Maybe, maybe Daniel dude. Thorpe, if Daniel Thorpe is aware of that can educate us but i think like some, that's so funny some examples of that in the in uh urban dictionary like man that's a that's a proper pang right there <laughs> dude didn't we have didn't we have a competitor named dank brody <laughs> yeah 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 we did yeah dude, I actually did you see my notes I, I i commentated yeah what did you say it was they like, say like dankest brody or something like that or? no 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 i i put in the caster chat i was like please say too dank at some point because that's like a meme right like on twitch too dank if something's too loud uh, yeah i don't want to I, I didn't want to i didn't know how to fit it in. i think i did see your comment but i was like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not about to elevate my commentary to that level <laughs> dude and one more like one more like side note insider thing it's mm -hmm. so funny because you, we talked about like growth in terms of casting um from euic right we were super nervous super anxious the whole time mm -hmm. but i remember at worlds i was like sending messages in the caster chat like funny comments about <laughs> what we should say that shows like how much our comfortability has evolved here we're trying to make each other laugh because like i think yeah. like, myself and butters are stalling for time so like yeah. <laughs> so so speedy and gabby were typing like different topic points we could cover because like uh, yes. until we like fill up the time and I forgot what you said. You said something, something weird that like almost I can't even laugh. I was like, when I read it, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was trying to make you say like verbatim, like this really controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah say, say this verbatim like that. I think I tried to get you back too, but <laughs> yeah, you did, you did. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Ryan Colgrove says an LO RC Cola sixty nine alt account confirmed. <laughs> we were talking about oh. how like if you're uh. If you're from Niantic, just give us give us a thumbs up, right? With a but then we're like someone could just be trolling with their alt account. <laughs> so true. Anyway, we're almost there. Three more questions, but these are from um from the episode with our last episode with TV Poke Kakuna yes. Matata Matthew uh, Manning says if Butters ever comes on, he can already brace himself for all the heat he'll be facing. <laughs> true, true. true. You know, but, but he can take now, it, man. I have wonder. I don't wonder a torch like most of the time, right? <laughs> At the flame in the hot it. seat. Yeah, every, I remember when we're, we were in Australia, we're in an Uber together, and and Butters started. We're in an Uber with the three of us: uh, myself, Speedy, um, 
Butters, but then we also had CCO in the Uber. Oh. And Butters was roasting CCO, right? And I was roasting CCOs because I usually do. And uh, he, for those that know, he's a judge. He used to stream and stuff. Um, but and then for once, I was like, dang. I was like, Butters on, on it, man. He's really roasting CCO. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, for once, you know, Butters not the the butt of the joke, right? He's not at the bottom <laughs> of the totem pole, not the bottom of the uh, food chain, right? So Butters coming out for blood too, right? And Butters is joking around, <laughs> laughing. Like for once, we're like, we we, you know, we teamed up, right? Yeah. For the, yeah. For the double roast. Um, so, you know. The roast of CCO, dude. Yeah, there's hierarchy that things. Happened. Yeah. It's me. And there's eventually Butters, and at the very bottom of CCO. I think CCO needs to fight for survival, right? He's trying to move up the food chain, too. So he's also, like, trying to roast Butters back, right? He's like, this is the closest I'll get, right, to getting out of here, yeah. right? Got to fight back. Yeah, it's like the ant versus the caterpillar, right? Like, CCO's a caterpillar. He got he to gotta take, out, take out the closest prey, right? He can't be a... Uh, can't overcome the lion now <laughs> anyway h of five says don't have time to fully listen now but i can't wait to listen later it looks like a great podcast episode yeah i hope you all enjoy it, it was a great yeah. it was a great time having um you poke on there too and then ryan colgrove final comment says all here for matt playing in milwaukee want to see more of him on the competitive side and want to face the simulation himself dude yeah the dude. simulator man he knows the stuff he knows the dude. stuff only one person has ever defeated a simulation, and his name is Neo. So you need to watch out. That's true, and there's four movies around that one too. So it took a while, but it took a long time. It took a while. Anyway, so fantastic. Uh, we're an hour and seventeen or an hour and fifteen minutes into this podcast, roughly, <laughs> and we have not covered a single topic besides the questions. Well, thank you as always for dropping questions. If you all hate the questions us answering, just let us know, and maybe we'll cover less. But I enjoy them, right? Yeah, uh, some good ones. Kind of. It's like a little. Them. It's a little less like Pokemon talk and more like life talk. Yeah. Uh, so if people enjoy it, again, like Caleb said, let us know. If you don't enjoy it, you'd rather just talk about like Pokemon stuff first. Maybe have questions last. Whatever what you think, just let us know. Yeah, just let us know. But um, yeah. I mean, I figure most people listen to podcasts to kill time, and boy, do we know how to kill some of your time talking about the randomest Dude. things in the world. Randomest Telling things you. in the world. We are fresh off, for the most part. Well, Speedy really is fresh off from <laughs> the first ever Oceania International Championships. And for those that don't know, there are four international championships for the, you know, official championship series. Mm -hmm. That's the North America International Championships, typically in Ohio. Europe International Championships, which is the first one that we kicked off in in last year for po Pokemon Go. Uh, yep. That was in Frankfurt, Germany this year, so London. And then we have Latin America International Championships, which typically is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it always is, actually. But yeah, for Latin America and then Oceania, for the Oceania and Asia region. And so these are the four. And this is the first time ever we have the Oceania one, which is cool. The first mm -hmm. of hopefully many to go. So that'd be hopefully. really cool. But it was great to be there. Um, honestly, myself and Speedy, we got there a little bit early, too. And mm -hmm. um, we honestly just passed out the first day like we got there and in the morning walked around got some food great thai place too and then we just chilled uh we both shared a room on the first night so we're just chilling talking on the bed and we just both like passed out i woke up at midnight and we we're just we both didn't eat dinner that night because we just get, woke up in the middle of the night you passed out yeah. i think you passed out from like 6 p.m to like 6 a.m 
Yeah, something like that. So yeah. the time difference for me was 17 hours. For Caleb, it was 19 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, uh, we had two two twins. And I remember like my suitcase was still on my bed when I passed out. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Australia, the sun sets at like 8.30 p.m. The mm-hmm. sun rises at like 6. Yeah. So, well, it's because it's in the summer for them, right? True, true. Yeah, yeah. So that might be why it's setting uh, much later. But dude australia is beautiful man it's amazing in general like it's a like dude honestly when i was when we're there i was like dude i totally would move here if it was like anywhere closer the problem is i'd be so far from like friends family and everyone and like Mm -hmm. but hey i would have to i would have the heads up scoop on pokemon events right like i'm in the future like i'm gonna get the stuff early right i'm in la so i'm getting everything super late you know towards the end that's true uh, I feel like as well for for remote work, it'd be tough because your time zones are so oh yeah, up, yeah yeah right. If you're trying to like work with somebody in California, like the 19 hour difference would be killer, dude. It would be. I mean, 19 is almost better than like some like 12 hour difference or stuff, right? Because you're almost on the same day in some ways. You're just like yeah. a day in the future. Uh, for yeah. also the commentary work, it'd be way too hard, right? There's no way they're gonna fly you out of Australia to like Milwaukee, right, yeah. or whatever, or like Ohio. So yeah, no um, way. I do appreciate the, all the different job opportunities it, that we can have living in yeah. the United States. But man, that place is beautiful, dude. It was so beautiful. It was so amazing. It was, it so was worth the travel. It's worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah, uh, dude. Honestly, that's probably in my top three places we've ever been. Maybe even top two. What be your it's number like, one, dude? I, <sighs> Brazil is pretty tough. cool. Brazil is awesome. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for me to say, really. Honestly, that Toronto uh, hotel was amazing. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was Stay tuned Toronto. for my Toronto Arlington vlog. I know I'm a little behind, but that's dropping this week. Dude. But yeah, wait till you see my vlog for Australia, though. Oh my gosh. We went to Dude, like a sanctuary. Fire footage. Yeah, we got a ton of footage. Yeah, we went to yeah, the, yeah. the animal sanctuary, which I'm really glad we did. Because we get, you know, we saw like not only can- kangaroos were everywhere. It was like, kangaroo wasn't even the main attraction. It was just there was kangaroos walking around the road, like around the like in front of us. They weren't even engaged, right? They're just yeah, chilling. Yeah. But it was uh, koalas and wombats and wallabies and owls, cockatoos and, and cockatoos. Yeah, everything. A lot of native yeah. stuff. Dingoes. 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 Yeah. Bingo. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely stay tuned for that vlog. It's gonna be a good one for sure. Yeah. But in terms of the show, we did a three-hour pre-show on Friday. That was mm-hmm. the first time we ever did that. We kind of, you know, pioneered that. We had a long show on Saturday and then a short show on Sunday. How did it you feel about that long on Saturday? It was about like eight hours or so, I think. Yeah. Uh, so how did you feel about the the breakdown of the? Uh, it was fun. Um, the pre-show we had a lot to like. We had a lot of different talking points to cover, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. We broke it up in cool ways. You battled Steve from Australia, right? Use a regional battle. And I battle Butters. And dude, let me tell you, spoiler for those that haven't seen it, but check out the pre-show if you don't want to get spoiled. But I battle Butters, right? And we had a gentleman's agreement. We only picked three Pokemon out of the top 12 on our team. Mm-hmm. The other three can be Spice Picks or whatever. Bastion was on my team. It's not even top 12. It's like easy peasy, right? <laughs> and I was like, he's definitely going to have Shadow Amphros. So I made a Shadow Amphros to like throw him off. I'm like, I'm going to bring a Shadow Amphros too, right? And this guy, he just brings the same three Pokemon all three games. He brought a Como-O, a Sableye, and Umbreon. He had a Shadow Amphros. They didn't even bring it once. I brought Bastion to every single game. This guy's talking about how Shadow Amphros is good and everything, right? And I lost 2-1. to one, uh, or, or I went 1-2. They were close, right? I think game one, it was like, it was super close. Bastion to Umbreon the end. Mm-hmm. I was not able to close it out. And then in the and then third game, too, I just had a bad lead. and couldn't really come back from that one. But... Um, I probably could have played it a little differently to give myself advantage, but either way, I'm just like, 
dude, you be talking about how good Shadow Amphros is this whole time. You not even go bring it, right? Like that's that's the biggest disappointment in my head, right? You could say mm-hmm. what you want, right? But you're gonna bring two super meta Pokemon and then like a kind of spicy Como, right? I brought like a Shadow Dragonair and stuff. I spent like over four hundred thousand dust like building this thing for stream. I didn't use Shadow Amphros once because he kept bringing stuff that was good into it, but. Yeah, that's not my Pokemon. Right, my Pokemon's Bastion, right? So. Yeah, you had a you had the Shadow Nair, uh, Trevenant, I think, and Galarian um, Stunfisk. Galarian Stunfisk. So, so Shadow Ampharos essentially had a really tough time against your team. I mean, the way he made it seem, oh, but Shield Shadow Ampharos <laughs> could be everything, right? So I'm like, hey, let's see it. Never did. He never did. He didn't even bring it to game two. He won game one. He could have easily brought it to game two to like gamble, right? Like if I lose, I lose for game three, dude. Mm-hmm. Butters, man. Cowardice. Cowardice. I can't wait till he's on this podcast. We're going to gross him again on that one. Right, but we did uh, lose. Uh, in my mind, I was just like, I have a Shadow Ampharos on my team. So either way, a Shadow Ampharos is losing this. <laughs> so, so that yeah. was my justification. And, and also, either way, a Shadow Ampharos somehow won, even if it was bench pressure, right? Ah, uh, is it a win uh, if it never even came into action? I don't know. I mean, I Shadow Mobile only came one game in the grand finals, but yeah. paid off. But Shadow Moffat Ma was actually brought, though. I will say that. That's uh, true. To the burglar's credit. But anyway, yeah, so it was it was cool. And what did you think about the, the pre-show and everything? Dude, it was interesting. I mean, it was kind of like a three-hour, just kind of like a solo flight, if I, if I could say it, if I could say it that way. Because we mm-hmm. just kind of, they gave us a list of topics and they just let us run. And of course, production's in our ear, right? Kind of moving us along. And huge, major props to Gabby yeah. for keeping us on track. Because she was the host, and as soon as I uh, I like looked through the list of topics, I was like, "Yeah, I got this." And the cameras went on, and I, it, all that information just went out of my head. And like, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. like the next thing we're gonna, supposed to talk mm-hmm. about. Don't remember the next whatever. Uh, and she kept us uh, grounded and guided. So that was great. Um, but no, I think it's interesting. I think it's a it's a preview of what's to come, and I think that it could definitely be expanded upon. You know, new graphics, more interactive things. Uh, we look back at like our favorite moments from the season as well, which is really cool. And I also want to give huge props to Daniel because he's always trying to like push the boundaries, introduce new things. And from a casting perspective, honestly, it just enriches our careers, if you want to call it that. Because now we can say, yeah, we did a three hour pilot pre-show. We've done, uh, you know, all these different, uh, I guess, like stream formats. We've had long days, shorter days. We've had like different experimental um, formats that we've casted, that kind of stuff in terms of scheduling. And it just, it just makes it, it makes us more flexible, more more versatile, and more, uh, I guess, you know, enriched in our experience. So, yeah, I mean, I hope people liked it. I know it was a, a lot of talking. I didn't read the Twitch chat back for obvious reasons because I'm sure people are like, what are the battles? What are the battles? And uh, that's a fair question, right? But once the, the main thing here, Caleb and everybody else listening, is that we need to grow the scene because that that weekend was built for a top 16 Sunday right that's that's the idea is that you have the top 16 all compete on sunday and yeah. then you have like a full day of battles or saturday but, maybe and then the grand finals on sunday could we could we really fit the the top 16 and all the group stages into one day though well, well we no, no, no 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 right because the first for, yeah because the friday would be a lot of the battles right and then top 16 true be, true yeah. Yeah, so Friday. So, so again, if we had yeah. uh, more players signing up, we'd have Friday battles, all day Saturday battles, and then a huge grand finals on Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's the most important thing. And I think having like 
making the game more accessible like we did with our video tutorials that we made for TPCI and then all of our discussion points about like how people won their games, like how champions got to, got to be there, that kind of stuff. I think that's good because it helps yeah. people to like see and understand a bit better. Yeah, Australia is also a little bit harder to get to, so we understand True. why there's a little bit less participation in that one. But maybe down the road, some people might be interested in traveling there. I mean, it's a great like vacation spot too, right? If you plan out ahead of time, like, hey, that's a cool. I mean, it's a it's a cool place to visit, even if you don't win, right? So it might be might be worth traveling to and just competing while you're there. Why not? Right, make a vacation. I agree. So we'd we'll love mm-hmm. to see that too. But also, you know, I think the hopefully we'll have more people um playing and stuff it seems like a lot of these tournaments they're going to have more and more people i think like i wouldn't be surprised if euic has a lot more people than we did in the first year you know and then mm-hmm. um same thing for naic and stuff like that so um but yeah it was a great time huge congratulations to Jakubovich for winning it all Dude. to 18 and one run lost only one battle the first round and that's it that was incredible right sweeping mm-hmm. every single opponent after that fish on heater with the second place finish val and vish yeah. third place um, and I think we had King Magic Carp, was it no Agent Magic Carp, uh, yeah. for fourth, and then we had um, so uh, fifth actually uh, Snipe Bra for fifth, fifth okay yeah because fifth the, also the... qualified for World Championship because Van Vicious um invite Cascade down because he already qualified in the challenge bracket. Bodes eighty six is fifth place, mm-hmm. but Snipe Bra did a, like a playoff off stream yeah to determine it yeah um so Bodes you actually. Uh, you actually inspired me to look at win rates, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is another like piece of data that we can use. We can break down in terms of uh, how these champions stack up. And uh, dude, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you were farming some engagement on Twitter as well with the whole discussion about human catcher bug versus. Oh coverage. my gosh. I forgot. That could have been a T topic. Dude. Dude. That could have been, that could be its own thing. Maybe we should do it next week. Maybe we should. We have a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> yeah. So. But dude, 94.7% win rate was huge for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Highest win rate to, to date in my knowledge, maybe like a very small yes. region. When someone had a higher one. I don't know, but I haven't like one that wasn't broadcasted, but yeah. um, to my knowledge, that's the highest one. Um, which mm-hmm. is a little bit better than human catcher bugs, right? Human catcher bug also yeah. had an incredible ninety-one percent win rate, though, which is yeah wild. At a at wild. a distant third place at eighty-five point seven is House Stark. Believe it or not. Really? Wait, how do you have this data on hand, dude? I grind for it. <laughs> no, I'm really curious. Tell me afterward. I'm actually curious. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at my win rate. Don't look at my win rate. <laughs> I, 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 I only. Even. I got that GBL yeah. win rate, that fifty-five percent, just enough <laughs> hey, to dude. skate on by. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. I was there for the content, you know, trying to bring the game for vibes, sure. right, right. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So it was a good time. Uh, huge congratulations to them too. A lot of really great uh, trainers there. Um, Ace trainer too. He hit number one GBL leaderboard. Did you see dude, that? Like he's other, actually. Like yesterday. He's actually a really cool guy. I sat yeah. next to him during the the Pokemon um, uh, group dinner at Brow House, and he's actually really down to yeah. earth, really fun to talk to, really really kind. Uh, yeah. But he is a absolute animal yeah. in GBL. Yeah, but um, it looks like he could lift a lot too. He could be on that physical one hundred show. Dude, he's he's a big guy too. He's buff yeah. and uh and a grinder. Yeah, and has like a lot of stardust, right? Yeah, forty Total million, package. 40, 40 million stardust. 
Man, I don't know. I don't four zero, understand. not fourteen. I don't understand. Four zero. He has more catches than me, but like I don't understand. He, I would expect more, like double my catch. He must be more efficient or something. He's probably yeah, also he, not trading Zangus for an Igly bus, right? <laughs> At twenty k, he, he probably is one of those trainers that has like a star piece constantly too. Mm, yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah, that's not me. Should be me, but it's not me. Yes. Yeah, um. Anyway, so uh, really cool to meet people from the community there too, and. uh yeah, I don't know. I'd love to go back someday. We never got to see Sydney as well. And I True. think um I think to my knowledge they alternate between Melbourne and Sydney for mm-hmm. the internationals. So we'll see. Yeah, I saw so when I came in, I actually connected in Sydney. So I got to see the opera house from the air. Mm-hmm. And then I got into another plane and came to Melbourne. So but dude, honestly, OCIC was such an insane experience. It was yeah. so much fun. And it, it was crazy to me. I don't know if this hit you the same way, but it was crazy to me when I got back last night and I just thought, yeah, yesterday I woke up in a, on a different continent and it's all thanks to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I just like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, wild. the opportunity is pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, but here's to hopefully some more down the road. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, for those that are interested, like, hey, plan on vacation maybe for next year, right? And mm-hmm. see if you could go because my guess is also world championships probably won't be in Japan again. Maybe we'll move back over to North America. Mm-hmm. And so for those from North America, you don't have to at least like carve out some savings for that, right? Exactly. For that trip at least. But also if you win it all, your trip is pretty much paid for. <laughs> so there you go. So just win, easy. Yeah, just win. Just win. Um anyway, while that's all happening. There was the Vegas Hoenn Tour. Las yes. Vegas. It was Pokemon part of the Pokemon Go Tour in Las Vegas, Nevada. And yeah, let's just say things didn't go so smoothly right off the bat. So here's a tweet from uh from the uh from the Pokemon Go um Twitter account. account. Yeah. Yeah. It says trainers. We appreciate the enthusiasm show today at Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn, Las Vegas. An additional 17,000 trainers without tickets joined us at the park, causing spotty connectivity throughout the day. This led to trainers disconnecting from raids, being unable to log in, and other issues with gameplay. We ask that trainers who do not have a ticket for Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn, Las Vegas, refrain from joining us at the park tomorrow. Because it's a two-day event. This was Saturday, right? And uh, mm-hmm. or not two day, but it was like you had to take it for either Saturday or Sunday. But they're trying to make sure Sunday's ticket holders run smoothly to yeah. ensure a smooth event for Sunday ticket holders and trainers who have the Sunday extra day add on. We apologize for the issue Saturday ticket holders experience. For details on our thank you to affected trainers, please see our blog. And I believe the trainers that were affected were compensated with a couple extra hours of play, as well as three additional premium passes and three remote raid passes. Uh, that has to be claimed when you're in Vegas. Um, yep. I would say, too, I don't want to go like too negative on this. I mean, obviously, a lot of connectivity issues. Uh, before we get too much into it, I do think that for the most part, from what I read on Twitter, people that had the Saturday ticket, they enjoyed the rest of the time they had once the connectivity issues eased up. But the mm-hmm. first few hours, like, it was... Ooh, if you're working at Niantic PR department, you're not having a great time. But um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is not even our tea segment, by the way, but any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think Twitter said it all, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people, um, you know, paid a lot of money to fly out there to get hotel accommodations, maybe to get like a rental vehicle, the food, time off of work, 
you know, if they had to hire like dog sitters, that kind of stuff, like a lot of costs associated with getting out there. And when you sign up for something you want and experience, that's what you're paying for. And I think it was really, really tough for a lot of people um, to have that situation play out. Right. Uh, I will say like recently the, the events that Niantic has put on have been really good. For example, like last year in Monterey, Mexico, I didn't have any connection issues. That was a huge safari zone and it was in uh, Mexico, right? Like LATAM basically. Mm -hmm. And it was actually really smooth and really, really nice. And then GoFest Seattle, also no connection issues. Yeah, uh, The game was great, you know, worked really well. Um, I just, I sincerely feel that uh, the community has been sending this message to Niantic for years now that we really love the game and we really want to freaking play the game. So whatever capacity they're planning for, they should just like increase it by 50% in terms of like yeah. infrastructure and then just call it or even, but even double the infrastructure because people want to play the game so badly. And I think again, like appreciating that aspect of it. Uh, I know it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way when they basically said, if you don't have a ticket, stay home, which told a lot of people that if they couldn't get a ticket in time, they didn't get to have that experience with their friends. I don't think that's a good look. I think that's yeah. like, that's very, a very unfortunate angle for them to take. But again, behind the scenes, maybe they couldn't get enough cell tower support. Maybe they couldn't get those portable towers there in time or whatever. But honestly, Niantic, people love your game. They want to play it and you should let them play it. You know, I don't know what yeah. else to tell you. It's, it's so tough too because I feel like they're tied into like service providers and stuff. And like, sure. like they're not like AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon or whatever carrier you're using. So it might be hard yeah. to control that. But I think, and here's the thing. I think they've been... I think maybe the first or second GoFest, they actually had like gates and stuff where people were like able to enter and not enter. And stuff. Sure. But after that, I think they've just been using like kind of like you were just geo-locked in, essentially into where where you have access to, right? So like if you mm -hmm. go to this area, if you don't have the ticket, then you don't see the spawns or you don't see these Pokestops, right? If you do, you do. That way it's easy for them. They don't need to hire like security or gate stuff off. They're just like, if you can't play here, then like, because you don't have a ticket, then why would you even be here, right? But I think they're they're relying on that a little too much these days because mm -hmm. if you actually have certain areas blocked off, then you don't have to worry about the seventeen thousand people, right? Obviously, yeah. it take a little more money to skate off the area, but if you already have like permits to use the park and you know set up all this stuff in person IRL, then you have the capacity in to if I were to guess to actually like gate off, right? Unless they have sure. like an actual law in Vegas or in the area where you can't like. You can't prevent people from going to the park, but like my guess is if you paid to have a private event there, you should be able to get it off, right? And like how how would any other live event in Vegas work, right? They're not like, oh, anyone who wants to come can come. <laughs> yeah. Who cares if you have a ticket or not, right? So hopefully like I'm not glad it happened, but I'm I'm hopeful that from this event the Safanantic had like learning moments to try to prevent it. Right? Because like you said. Mm -hmm. It was fine in GoFest, right? Monterey was good. Honestly, we haven't had, like, I feel like we haven't had a big fiasco like this at a live event in many, many years. Vegas might be yeah. an anomaly because so many people decided to go, and Vegas already is packed with people, right? I think they handle Seattle GoFest really well. You had half a day in the park and half a day outside the park. So people left the premise to play outside the park on purpose because they knew they were going to get more spawns outside there. You wouldn't get any in the park. It was, exactly. It was a great idea, and there were very few connectivity issues, to my knowledge. Yeah, but I think uh, you know that's a little tougher. I think um, for for the Vegas event too, or they didn't plan for it something. I'm not sure. I mean, we weren't there, so we can't say so much. But I just remember we we're on Twitter while in Australia, like, oh my gosh, like this is 
Yikes. This is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they were able to solve it eventually. And it seems like Sunday event at least went a little better. But yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, for those that did go, feel free to comment down below on like what you thought of the event, how it went. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it yeah. looked interesting uh, from the screenshots. It seemed like everyone was getting shun- uh, uh, shundos, Shinies. you know, shundos of oh, everything, shundos right? Yeah. Shundos of like Relicant, like Torkoal, Shropius, Rayquaza, everything. So yeah. I do need Ray- myself Ray- a shiny Rayquaza. <clears throat> I don't have a shiny Rayquaza. Rayquaza? Dude, this sounds like a yeah. quesadilla at this point, man. It is. Yeah. Requesa quesadilla. Exactly. Requesa quesadilla. <laughs> anyway. So I need to I need to get myself. You have shiny Requesa, right? Dude, Dude, I don't know why I don't have one. I have been playing. Just imagine. Forever. Just imagine you get a quesadilla and you take it out of the packaging and it's got like a toasted Requesa on it. Legit yeah. product idea right there. The way some people yeah, cook, d- it might look like it too, man. A little burn. <laughs> it might be an accident, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, no, I do have a, I do have a shiny. I think only one though. Mm, okay. Let me see. I hit Lucky Friends with a friend recently. I was like, "Hey, let's swap shiny Rayquaza, but only when I get one." <laughs> so no, I've got two. So I got this one and one that was traded to me. So, I mean, before like the the Shundo was like a flex, right? Like it wasn't really usable in PvP. It's good for raids, right? But now. <laughs> Do breaking swipe? It could be. It could be pretty nice. I don't know. I mean, I don't Actually, have the else to try it, but I watched Yonkus's video and breaking swipe's ability to lower the opponent's attack actually made it competitive with Dialga in one of the situations he had. Really, like, this is kind of broken because Glaciate with Kyurem is kind of similar, but it takes too long to get there. Dude, it so doesn't even have its Mega Form either yet. Mega Rayquaza would be even more busted, dude. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of Megas, too, we're about to get to this part of the show or show mm-hmm. podcast the for it's tbl show. this upcoming week you could use megas and primals in GBL you can use primals in gbl I, I believe so Dude, i believe so i was gonna say because we i looked up this... i looked up the p poke ratings guess what uh-huh. groudon kyogre one and Dude, two primal we were looking we were Dude, looking i don't even have the, them do you have any i don't have any nope. primal <laughs> we're, we're looking at the sims like two weeks away. ago yeah. and the primals are broken Yep. They're so yep. good. Uh, Django's also cr- uh, corrected us a little bit or gave a heads up, too. The reason why Groudon does so well with just straight Fire Punch into some of the Flying Pokemon is because it's also it's Fire Ground now, so you get Stab on the Fire Punch now, too. Yeah. It's actually even better. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so great call out there. But, yeah, I mean, dude, I might have to run that Mega Gyarados, man. I need something to handle this. But here's the crazy part. You lose a Groudon and you lose a Kyogre. If they land a thunder on the Kyogre, or if they land Dude. probably uh, precipice blades on on the the on the Gary Gyarados, gives. yeah, because Mega Gyarados not flying anymore, right? So it doesn't oh, resist dude. the moveset. Yeah, it's it's just water dark. Dude, such a mixed bag. Wild. I mean, I love my <laughs> Gyarados, right? It's my favorite Pokemon. Mega Gyarados used to be at the top of the food chain, but that was number yeah. three, man. Yeah, it's, it's the crown wild. is slipping. The crown is slipping. Uh, I will say though, unless they're running the Dragon Tail variation on the Groudon, uh, Dragonite's pretty good to both uh, Kyogre mm-hmm. and Groudon, and it's a pretty cheap investment as it's like more accessible, right? Because it's been out so long, like, you should probably have XL to make that one. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's at least what it says on Poke. I, I forgot to check the actual. I, mean, I guess we could check the actual blog post, but I don't know if they actually specify if you can actually use Megas or not. Uh, or sorry, primals or primals. Primals, yeah. yeah. I'm not. 
I'm not sure. I'd be surprised to be honest, because they're they're like two thousand CP above all the megas, right? It says Master League Mega Edition, no CP limit, Mega of all Pokemon allowed. That's all they say. So maybe not Primals. Mm. Dude, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find yeah. out. But um, we'll, maybe someone we'll said it somewhere. Around. Yeah, we'll f around and find out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, um, what's your Elo at too? Because this man was trying to hit a legend in in Melbourne, Australia. With me and yeah, Butters watching so over cool. his shoulder and stuff in Love Cup, but it's a little too late, man. Yeah, just not enough time uh, to play out there. <laughs> I mean, us passing out at like 6 p.m. the first night probably didn't help that too. But For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm thinking about doing a stream today as well. Today? Okay. A legend push? Yeah, legend push today. Yeah. Okay. What time? I'll tune in. Uh, I'm not sure. I like so many things to do around the house right now, like laundry and stuff. So, dude, I'm telling uh, you, man, this probably this might happen. Hours. This legend might not happen again this season. Another season. Oh come on! <laughs> I didn't say that. That's that's the problem, Caleb. You never believe, man. You gotta believe, uh, dude. I play the odds, man. The odds are typically in my favor, not yours. <laughs> Even dude. the travel odds. <laughs> I was at I was at 33 last season. You don't think I'm capable? I see how it is. I see how it is. I mean. Dude, you hit Legend all the previous seasons before the one you didn't hit it, right? We can't go off of what happened last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that being said, we're at 2887 right now. I tanked just a like, little you bit. You have some time. You have like literally like nine days uh, left. Like nine days. And I'm going to Knoxville. So I'm going to be <laughs> I'm gonna be working for two of those. And I'll be flying for Dude. two of those. So I basically have five days. Be Dude. real. People have got to be thinking, like, why does Speedy make bets with Caleb when the gap is this big? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I guess I guess no more bets. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, bleach my hair. Guys. I'll bleach my hair. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> how about this? How about this? Um, you think I can rock silver? Dude, the problem is my Dude. eyebrows are black. Um, it's going to look weird, no? It, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you send me a selfie, mm-hmm. I will... Uh, I'll use an editor to make your hair silver and you can see how it looks before you do it. Okay. Okay. Um, I could do that. I could do that. Uh, look, I'm, I'm open to like bleaching. Cause here's the thing. My hair has to be bleached no matter what, if it turns a different color, cause it's, it's so dark. So sure. I have to bleach my hair anyway. It's just going to look mm. so weird when it's growing back. It's going to be like half silver and half black. I right? know. Do you get have frosted tips? <laughs> this frosted tips is going to be like frosted, like, like, like five inches yeah but um, that's the thing like that's the thing right we, we there have to be a stipulation that you can't like dye it black when it's like halfway grown out you know halfway grown you, out this could look so bad you'd have to leave cut it off in. or something oh that's a and little see, dude this is way more stream than your beard thing your beard grew back in like less than a month this is like yeah because my hair is not gonna go straight <laughs> no, that's well if that's the case let's just do it again man <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, I'm a, I'm open to some like cosmetic change, but it's gotta make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. You don't think a perm would be nice, dude? A perm would be <laughs> wild, cause like literally, like my hair right now is like swig back, dude. A perm, I literally look like a different person. You would, you would. I'd be it'd down be, for that if you want to try that. It'd, it'd I mean, be we could save the bleach hair for another bet too, right? The perm makes uh, more like I don't have to go through any logistics. I just have to go through a perm, right? Yeah, and it'll probably set for how long? Do you think, like? few weeks maybe a month no 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 perm is like it's it's like permanent like it's for until my hair grows out like it's not temporary yeah you yeah, know you like you're laughing right now it's no for real like it, it's it, like my hair will just be like curly for like months yeah oh man oh it, it is, seems like that is sound pretty fun that. huh it does sound pretty fun okay yeah uh 
The thing is, I'm not losing these bets. Like, people want to see it. It's not going to happen. I will have to come up with a bet for next season. But um, That's the whole thing. I- I'm trying to lure you into a false sense of security. First to legend? Dude. I Actually, you know what? I- maybe we should do a challenge where... I don't know. Maybe, like, we would use a certain Pokemon or something. I don't yeah. Know. That's kind of tough. Buzzwell to legend, like Crimson. <sighs> That's so tough. I'm really... <laughs> Dude. And, well, it's tough for me too because I like make content, and everyone can be like, "Why are you using Buzzwell in every single league?" Right? Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can like think about it off recording because we've already go, been going for like. No, no, yeah, we have, we have, we haven't hit the T segment, <laughs> but here, here comes the T. I tea. know. Here comes okay. the, anyway, this time around, it's, it's a wrap, right? Right, it's a wrap this it's season wrap, for the dude. bet, but uh, we just gotta see if Speedy hits Legend or not. Uh, you might need to hit up your fiance for some coaching sessions, man. Uh, she's especially a, she's in Master League, dude. She's a Master League beast, yeah. She is an absolute beast. Yeah. So anyway, what's the T? Speaking of Master League, this is the perfect timing here, Whoa, too, right? Segue. Look at that timing here. I'm just add add this uh, into our little little thing so we can throw it up on the screen, but. Yeah, Master League accessibility. Now, this was a hot topic, I believe. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. I think Zionic was one of the ones that really um, brought it to attention as well. But the if you see on the YouTube screen, uh, if you're watching a YouTube version of this, you'll mm-hmm. see his tweet on screen. But if not, I'll read it off from Zionic saying, Later today, we have the return of Master League, but without an alternative option. Perfect for players who have max Pokemon, or a week where most don't play the game because of too low 50 metas. I've always and always will voice that there should be an option for players. And this tweet got, ooh, it got some interactions, man. Let's just put it that way. Almost 210,000 views, 470 Mm -hmm. likes, 12 quote tweets, and 18 tweets, and around, I don't even know how many comments, around, let me see if I can find it. 113 comments or so quite a quite a lot quite a lot quite a lot a lot of people sharing their thoughts here too blah 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 um but it's a lot of people are talking about it obviously a lot of people don't have the accessibility but they still want to play gbl that week mm-hmm. and then some people are just like dude just grind for it like man it's not that hard and stuff like that too i actually yeah. created myself i was like i was like uh what did i say i said uh i put it somewhere here i said there's two constants in life people who don't have <laughs> resources to make master league teams and people who don't understand why people don't have the resources to make master league teams right uh which i feel like is pretty relatable to to a lot of people i mean they're probably in one mm-hmm. of two categories it's um i don't know it's interesting as someone that's played as much as me right i'm closing out four hundred thousand total catches uh, like I, mm-hmm. I have a master league roster for level 50, but I don't have yeah. everything built mostly because I don't have the stardust. I actually have plenty of candy, right? My issue is actually more of a dust issue, mm-hmm. but I play the game a decent amount, right? I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore grinder, but I play more than the average person by quite a bit uh, yeah, just because for, for now it's, I mean, it's my work too, but also like, I just played the game a lot before I did it yeah. full time, mm-hmm. but I think it's not always the case for everyone, but yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, so again, uh, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think Niantic had a huge miss when they didn't uh, bring back Master League Classic one more time. Mm-hmm. I think that was a huge Over miss, a and it let, down, it, it, it let down so many people. Yeah, um, yeah that was that was really sad. Un- very unfortunate move uh, by them. Um, that being said, I think that this argument is also a little bit different this time because 
The reason it's different is because not only is it open Master League, but also Master League Premier is available. Mm -hmm. So you have more people this time actually arguing like, well, you could have just grinded out Metagross Beldum Community Days. You could have mm -hmm. just, Dratini. you know, yeah, fought the Dratinis or caught the Dratinis, excuse me. And now you could play Dragonite in, in Master League Premier. And I think that that helps a bit. I think that does help the player numbers because that, that was me, right? Like, I have no problem going out, catching a bunch of stuff, like grinding Stardust events, and then using those candies to build Pokemon. The the inherent like issue that I still don't totally agree with is like the exchange rate for the legendary Pokemon. It literally is pay to play. Cause mm -hmm. unless you like no, seriously, it is pay to play because there's no way <laughs> there's no way you could get the 300 XLs unless mm -hmm. you buy raid passes. Right. That's a problem yeah. that I had with it. Um, so first of all, the argument's already like a little bit skewed. Also, you see one of these comments here. The other option is two more weeks of Lantern, Noctowl, and Trevenant. <laughs> no thanks. Great League kind of sucks currently, and I don't disagree with that either. I think it is very RPS at times and not as much fun. Um, and yeah, and then again, like sometimes you don't have the XLs for certain leagues like Ultra. I know a lot of people that are like trying to be competitive. They want to play Master League, and then they're like, oh, wait. I need to build like an XL Politoed, XL Kofagrigus, all these other XLs for Ultra. And that's tough too, mm. right? Um, yeah, Ultra League is expensive too. I, I, the thing is, this is the last thing I'll say about this topic. I feel like Niantic needs to be less stick and more carrot. Are you familiar with the phrase? Mm -hmm. they, need to, they need to stop like trying to force players or punish players into certain things. Like the AR task is another example of that, right? They need to increase rewards and incentivize the right behavior. So if you want people to play Master League, the rewards for Master League need to be better. Mm -hmm. Like there have to be incentives for actually like grinding that hard. And and like, you know, there are tons of ideas out there, right? Like, like what if in Master League for your encounter, it was a it was a Master League uh legendary Pokemon every single time that you got an encounter in that in that in your set, right? So instead I, of like do you think people would take that well, though? Because I feel like that might be like a rich get richer situation, right? Like, if you can't compete, you can't win, you can't get the encounter. Whereas the people that can, they're going to get more legendaries, right? I I disagree, because, like, once you get the, the hundo level 50, there's nowhere else to go with it. Like, you have it. No, but no, I no, no, I know. But, like, but like the people that can't really compete, they can't even win to get the encounter, right? Well, I think the people that can't really compete, if they do win like two games and get an encounter, it helps them to build their roster. Well, you need three right. games or three wins to get the encounter. Or, or three wins. Yeah. Well, instead instead of like having to pay for a raid that they can actually like try to win three games, I think that's a solid deal. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I, I like I like to hear people think about that. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I I think it'd be a cool concept. I just think some people will complain, be like, dude, like. I don't have the Pokemon to compete in and how am I going to win three times? I'm not going to spend a raid pass for the off chance of a legendary, right? Like I'd rather have a better chance. I'd rather have the legendary chance when I'm playing great league, when I actually have a chance so that I could slowly build up my massive roster. But again, it takes, yeah. like to be said, it takes a lot. You have to catch a lot of legendaries to get the XLs. Like even if you got an encounter, like even if every single encounter you get is a legendary, like it's still gonna you're gonna have to win a lot to build up like a level fifty legendary, right? Yeah. And I think exactly. also like Master League's also a tough one where like, yeah, like we talk about IVs like don't matter as much, but for Master League you kinda wanna have hundred percent or very close to it, right? To be competitive. Yeah. Because now here's the thing, it's not just two hundred and forty something thousand dust plus hundred K to unlock. It's like over half a million dust now, right? And all these XLs. So like to even just test uh to make a legendary that isn't 100% is such an investment 
you just don't want to spend all that resource to make something subpar only to just lose in a mirror matchup, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, like, for me, like, I made, like, you know, 98 or 96% and stuff for level 40 Master League, but mm-hmm. I'm a little hesitant to touch but- that for... For Master League, unless it's like when a functional hundo, right? Like it's like, like it's like a fourteen stamina. It has actually the same amount of HP. It just doesn't look like it. Like I did that for my forges for Master League, but yeah, I don't know if I when want the to investment is doubled, yeah, it's like it really yeah. kind of uh, it puts a lot more pressure on the trainers yeah. to choose. Right? Almost more than double, what I would say. Right, getting XL is way harder than a regular candy, right? And the True. dust is actually, yeah, it's it's interesting. I did see someone uh, I forgot who wrote this in the thread, but they also said, you know. People that love Great League always get a chance to play Great League without queue times and stuff. Like, for True. once, let the people that enjoy Master League at least get to prioritize Master League, right? Because, like, let's say if a Great League option or a little cup was available, everyone probably, a lot of people, not everyone, a good chunk of people would be playing that. And because of that, mm-hmm. the queue times for Master League is going to be longer. And then the people that play Master League are probably going to start hopping into the little cup or the other cup because the queue times are shorter, right? They don't want to send in queues forever, right? So it's like, yeah. it's a it's a tough spot to be in. Um to say the least, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm like coming around to the fact that I do need to rate a lot of things. So I will be rating Kyogre. I will be waiting, rating, waiting. I will be waving Guao gone. Uh, and I probably rate some Rayquazas as well. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Like I understand from a competitive uh, standpoint, it's, it's just, we want the game to be accessible, right? Yeah. I think grow. the problem with the XLs in level 50, although it makes certain things like Ultra League really, really interesting because you have a lot of fringe picks that are now meta because they could power mm-hmm. up 10 extra levels. It just made the game less accessible, right? Master League originally to level 40 was not the most accessible thing, but you can eventually build up to it. Now, like, even if you say, like, oh, 96 is going to grant more Starduster catches and catch XLs and stuff, it's just another layer of things you have to power through. And no matter what, at the end of the day, this will always be a problem. There's always going to be people that can't afford Master League. Maybe down the road a couple years later, more people can afford it. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be people that can't afford this league. There's always going to be people that, like, cannot, you know, I don't, I don't, unless they're, like, just throwing out XL rare candies and Stardust for every single catch, like, 10 times the amount. You're just not going to yeah. be able to compete in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially rural players. You don't have gyms or communities to raid with, right? Yeah. But if you have remote raid passes and stuff, oh, there's a way to do it. However, look at these. You like segues. that segue? You like that segue? Yeah. However, this is not confirmed yet. So take it with a grain of salt. But from Joe Merrick, um, he is the founder and of Serbi.net. Yeah. Great resource for all Pokemon games. Uh, for most Pokemon games, maybe not all. I don't know. For majority of Pokemon games. It's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, I think he was the one that broke this news first. On February 20th, he said, and again, take this for granted, all, it's not confirmed, but Joe Merrick says, so Pokemon Go has updated the text of remote raid passes to indicate that we are soon to be limited to the amount of remote raids we can do in a single day. This is going to, going to seriously impact how a lot of people play the game, I think this is a very bad idea. And in the screenshot, it shows remote raid pass and says, pass to join a remote raid remotely. You can join uh, in parentheses a, a certain number. It says zero right now. Raids a yeah. day, right? And so he's thinking, theoretically, 
you can it might cut it down. He also goes and continues and said, Roll rates literally saved the game during 2020 and 2021 and have been the driver of revenue and even player interaction in the game ever since. With this and the most recent shift away from global ticket for Go Tour with boosts to a local event, I'm just confused. They have now removed the text with the remote rate passes and set it to how it was, but the fact that it went up means that this is uh, that this is uh, this limit is coming and almost certainly soon. We'll see how it mm-hmm. goes. So I mean, I I don't I don't know if I fully agree with Joe that like. It definitely will happen, right? It certainly is coming, but there's probably a chance. And I think I can't remember where I read somewhere. Someone said like maybe it was like six per day. Maybe it was like data mine yeah. from Pokemoners. And again, we're like we don't encourage people to like data mine stuff. It's just that we're not doing it ourselves, but because it happened, we can speculate and talk about it. Um, sure, as our disclaimer. But um, yeah, that's uh, a. <sighs> That's a people be talking about it for sure. People definitely be talking about it. What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, it's a it's a tough week for the PR department. Uh, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that work there because they're not making no. these decisions. <laughs> yeah, true, true. They just have to deal with what uh, leadership decides. That being said, um, PV Poke said said it really, really well. He said that the game the players want and the game that Niantic wants are two different things. A lot of the time and uh we do have to credit the company for being as visionary as they have in the direction they want to bring things but at the same time like i mean my my half sister's brother so i guess it's brother by by marriage right yeah uh he actually went on a conference to new york and came back with covid uh this past weekend so like oh dang it's still the the pandemic is is you know subsiding for sure yeah but it's still like occurring around the world and Again, like, I don't know if people will ever be ready to be like forced back out to go do things. But again, like he he even says, Joe even says it here in a follow-up comment. He said, if you want people to go out and do raids again, you need to incentivize local raids, not nerf the remote raids, not punish Mm -hmm. the remote raiders, right? By limiting them. Because I do think it's a huge revenue driver, right? Niantic doesn't like to talk about revenue, but this (laughs) has got to be a huge revenue generator. There's no way around it. It's like they don't want to make money. I don't understand. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, and this, this is the culture. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you say what you're going to say. I was, I was going to say, this is the culture for a lot of, of startup companies, for a lot of technology companies. They have a vision, right? And if they just completely cash out, then they lose sight of that vision. And I get it, right? Yeah. It's, it's good to have a vision. Like if Apple just decided to like start, you know, making any willy nilly computer just because they could then they wouldn't be Apple anymore because they make high quality products, for example. Right. But at the same time, like, man, I don't get why I know that the player numbers are down, right? If you just Google it, you can see like the average player numbers per month. It's, it's not nearly as high as it has been in the past years. I know there's like a problem there. So if I am, if I'm, you know, in leadership, I'm like, wait, we're bleeding users here. We have to do something to turn this around. And this Mm -hmm. is not my solution. If I'm in leadership, you know what I mean? Dude, honestly, like anything that people in, like like about the game, you should never take it away. You should just never take it away, right? Like I think like the the more active incense, right, where something's spawning once a minute, like uh-huh. again that, like also like you shouldn't take it away. 
I don't even care if you double the time duration. Like, if you double the time duration, but the spawns are, like, half of it because you can't physically walk that fast to get all the spawns. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, people enjoyed that, right? Incense was actually really useful, right? Now it's just, like, kind of, like, trash, right? Like, people use their daily incense, but the actual regular incense, like, who's walking around for an hour running that thing? Like, you get, like, right? get, like 60 spawns off of it, right? But, like, you're just, like, I don't know. People just don't have the time. Like, you know, there's, like, it's just, there's a lot of people that play this game casually, the majority of people, right? And, like, mm -hmm. you, it's not their livelihood or life goal to be a full-time Pokemon trainer, you know, walking around the world, scanning these AR tasks, like, doing all this stuff, in-person raids and everything, right? There's a lot, there's a lot, um, I don't know. There's a lot of things to balance in life, and Pokemon Go is, for the, for the vast majority of people that play this game, not their top priority, and that's okay. But well, you want a game that's fun for everyone, not just fun for like exactly. a select few. But yeah. again, like we don't said. know if this is definitely happening or not. But if it is, dude, you know, we always say this too, right? Like, yo, if you're someone from Niantic, you're listening, yo, like, you know, let us know or like blah, blah, blah. This time around, I always say, yo, if you're someone that works for Niantic, right? I'm, I'm sure that anyone that's listening, works for Niantic that actually makes these decisions aren't listening to this. So for those that don't aren't involved in the decision, man. I uh yeah, Godspeed. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I, I it's it's tough, right? I'm sure you're put in a tough position, and like we don't blame you, you know, etc. It's it's gotta be a tough, tough time there, and uh, hopefully, hopefully things smooth over <laughs> sometime in the future. But uh, yeah. you know, I I I I feel bad that you may have to be put in a difficult spot, right? And you can't say nothing, yeah. right? You're like NDA, you're employee. It's like yeah, I exactly. guarantee the the majority of i guarantee some of the antic employees don't love that too right but also like yeah dude, the revenue is going dropped and they might have more layoffs like it's just like it's not a great situation i, I dude what yeah i don't know I, they're literally just like we don't want your money and on top of that we're gonna make it worse right like usually some companies will say yeah. we don't want your money but we'll still add these features for you right like there's like there's like a like it's like a like there's a pro with this right there's like there's like a double negative it's a loser situation for everyone right for the players for the company uh i don't it's know. tough man it, it's tough like like when and, and again like on the flip side of this when you say i really want people to play the game we really want people out and about exploring together and having fun that's literally our mission statement and then more people than you expect show up to <laughs> vegas and you tell them to go home Come on, you guys. People love your game. They want to play your game. Like, yeah. Let them play your freaking game. Let them and play also, how they want. Also, like, this, is, this might encourage more spoofing, too. Like, because how are you going to afford Master League? How are you going to afford these? It, like, how are you going to so afford? Scary, like, we literally talk about, like, they're making Master League. Like, there's no Master League open classic anymore. And now we just have straight up Master League level 50s. How are you going to make a level 50, like, legendary Pokemon? If you don't like it, even you have to like max out your race every day, but like it's just like it, even then that's stressful and like you might not get enough still, right? Especially and, and when look, they're only in the rates for like a week. And look for Caleb and I, right? This is this is more to us than just a game. Like this is our our job security mm -hmm. for the future, right? Like we, I I think you can agree with me, Caleb. Like the one the number one thing we want for Pokemon Go is to continue to grow, improve, and add new players. Because that's how we keep our jobs. That's how we keep on having these amazing experiences where you get to travel and do all these things. Like our livelihood is attached to this, right? In a large way. So 
we want what's best for the game. And even though we do have working relationships with Niantic, right? And they have been very generous to us. At the same time, like when your friend is, is you know, not making the best choice, or if you like need to say something, we always try to speak out on it because uh, we're the biggest advocates for the players. Without players, we have nothing. Yeah, and, and you make a great point there. And honestly, even if my livelihood wasn't attached like I have some other day job that's supporting my expenses, whatever, like my entire social life for the most part is attached to this, you know, like the True. people I talk to on a regular basis, right? Like, you know, we talk about like Twitter drama stuff, but hey, at the end of the day, that Twitter drama is everyone from the community, right? Like I'm still, uh, you know, like there there is no Twitter drama if you're not engaged in the community there, right? So like the good, the bad, the uh, the everything, a part of like the majority of my social life is tied to this game, right? And if it just goes up in flames, then shoot, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, who are we gonna talk to? Well, I guess we'll yeah. like, it, it, like you can be like, oh, y'all can still talk and stuff, but like, it's not really the same because we're not connected by the same common thing, right? Not everyone's exactly. going to suddenly play like, you know, the, the NBA Niantic game, right? You know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever other game we want to play, right? From a different company. Yeah. So it's um, there's a lot exactly. of things. I don't know. There's a lot of things that connect us to the game, right? I mean, you know, you met your fiance through this, Shiny Hunter yeah. Ben and Harley. They got married recently in Vegas, right? They met through the mm-hmm. game. Like, there's a, there's a you're, lot of things tied to it. And... You're next after us, dude. <laughs> okay. How about next? <laughs> um, but uh, just in general, I just think, like, you know, it's, yeah, even out of, like, selfish reasons aside, there's just the game impacts people in so many ways. And it's just unfortunate if it goes down this path. Of course, again, we don't know. We don't know. And honestly, it's a, it's a good way for them to get the feedback they want by just testing oh, it, by yes. throwing it, right? Like, yo, props to Niantic. If they use that as a metric, I mean, I don't love it, right? It's unfortunate they had to go through that method. But if they did do that and then end up rolling back that possible idea. Yeah, exactly. I, I hope I hope that they are listening and That's watching, the best case right? scenario, yeah. It's like if you if you encounter like a wasp nest and you and you like poke it with a baseball bat, that's usually a similar result as you get to like, you know, knocking it down completely. Yeah. So I hope that they're like seeing knocking it down is way oh. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you just poke it and four wasps fly out, then you better run. <laughs> <laughs> they poked it. There's more than four wasps that flew out, but this is, um, trust me, the the hive is even bigger if you knock the, it all the way down. The, so the, tw- the Twitter hive is already on fire. So yeah. <laughs> So again, I and and from a personal like perspective, I don't do that many remote raids. Um, you do mm-hmm. way more than me. I I actually don't do like mm-hmm. I almost never do remote raids. But I'm not like yeah. a big master grinder. But for those that do love master or want to get a shundo, shiny hunt, get hundred percent, whatever. Like people play the game for different reasons, not even for PvP, right? Like I'm thinking about like Fleece King, right? Like loves to like catch all these legendaries and stuff, and like there's no way he can keep up with the grind he's at by just doing mm-hmm. them in person or doing six a day, right? And then it gets yeah. weird because then people are like are part like they just they might not they might want to help a friend out but they don't want to spend their pass on it so they're not going to I don't know. it's just it's yeah dude they're literally just like this is our cash cow and we're gonna get rid of it <laughs> like what it's just wild please I know me saying this won't change anything please hire like a consultant <laughs> like for your business. <laughs> Please, it would go so far, right? There's no way any logical business consultant is going to look at your business model and be like, "That's the right decision." Yeah, that's the yeah, right decision. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sell I these guarantee... terrible boxes on top of it. Like it's just like this. I, 
I guarantee the answer is not going to be punish players. Yeah. It's going to be encourage people to play more. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, know. look, it's, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They're just like, this was like a bad idea that they realize it's a bad idea and they're not actually going to do it. Fingers mm -hmm. crossed. But, there's so many there's so many levers you can pull too right uh -huh. like if you're just just i mean i'll spitball one thing real quick i know we've been going for a while I'll, I'll just spitball this let's say let's say you have a you want to incentivize people to get out and play more again this is just off of the top of my freaking head just thought of it right imagine you want people to play more in local raids why not for one week you have a raid event where you limit the number of remote raids you can do for a week however if you do the raids in person, your rewards are like increased by 50%. Or maybe it's like a guaranteed Poffin or a guaranteed Rare Candy XL every single one of these raids that you do. So then for like one week, you have like an in-person raid week. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. Or even like mm -hmm. an in-person raid day. Instead of raid hour, you have like something different, right? There are mm -hmm. levers you can push and pull. But like this, like this idea of like a categorical nerf to remote raid passes, like we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes, it's not conducive to player growth. It's no. going to make people mad. Yeah, it doesn't help grow. It, it only hurts. Like, there's no, there's hurts. no actual positive to it. Like, there's actually none. Like, there's not like more people going to play if we do six. More people going to raid if we do six. What? Like, how? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I literally don't understand. Yeah. You know, but those those assholes spawning at noon though, for five oh, minutes. Oh, dude, that's a killer. Yeah. Lovely. I don't even know what that's about. Actually, I've not caught a single absolute, but they spawn absolutes at like five, like for five minutes. Bro, we got we got events stacked on events stacked on events. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. We covered a lot of stuff too. This whole thing was like a T segment plus Q and A from the, the questions, right. but um, but we appreciate anyone that stuck around for this long too, because we've been going on for a little over two hours, and yeah, you know, it's been good though. If you're listening to Kill Some Time. We got you. We got you. Yeah. Or if you're working, doing something else, you know, thanks for uh, for bringing us along for the yeah. ride. Imagine if you're you're actually an IT employee, you listen to this while working. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. There's no way. There's no way. That'd be hilarious, though, dude. I again, blink twice if you know if if you're there. <laughs> if you're out there. If send us a signal, dude. Imagine us saying this for like this many episodes since literally zero nineteen boys listen to this. <laughs> We're just talking yeah. to no one. Well, the recordings are always there. You can always go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go listen to hours of VOD of, of our <laughs> of our podcast from before. Exactly. Um, but anyway, congratulations to those that guessed correctly who's the most punctual, who's the tardiest out of the four of us from earlier. You yes. Know, cannot uh I feel like there's gonna be at least one person I guess is right. Maybe not actually. People Yeah. Maybe not. Be. We'll see. But Best of luck, Speediest Chief, in not only your travel to Knoxville in two days and commentating, but also best of luck in trying to hit Legend while doing all that. And uh, you got this. And uh, best of luck when you meet Palmer's up for the first time. Dude, I think, I, uh, dude, I feel like it's too hard to keep keep up his like like charade. Uh, what is it? Uh, shroud? Is it charade? Like shroud of mystery of what he looks oh, like. Oh, shroud, shroud of mystery. Yeah, his shroud of mystery like of a, his face, thing. right? I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah. I don't know. It begins with the S H, I think. Or I mean, I'll, like I'll keep doing it. I'll. I'll I know, I take but a like, with him, there's got to be like I'll group photos it. and stuff, right? I don't. Maybe people will be like, "Oh, I'm in on it now," so I want to like put emotion. But would you know? Too. Would you even know if he was in the group photo? Oh, that's actually so true. 
you know, unless unless you know every <laughs> single a, other person in the photo. Point. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. You might. I mean, a lot of these people go to the same events. So you might be able to figure it out, right? True, but true. that's actually pretty funny. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. If you take no, honestly, if you take just a picture with him, just a selfie with you and Polly, no one knows him either. <laughs> like, nope. Unless, unless you tag him. It. Yeah. You unless can just you be like, it. oh, like meta fan, right? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, that's actually a good point. So maybe it's, maybe it could still say hidden. But anyway, I'm sure someone might ruin it on Twitter or something. But yeah, eventually. Best of luck. Best of luck. I'm curious what you think. Dude, he's a cool guy. I mean, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fun. It's always the voice a lot of times don't match what you imagine. Sure, sure. Because you know his voice. Does he talk like this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> but anyway, best of luck commentating that. I'll be tuning in. It'll Thanks, be man. one of two regionals remaining. Where people can possibly win it all with an Afros. All right. This and uh, uh, dude, it's it's not Bochum. It's like Bochum oh, or something uh, like that. Dude, uh, I I, mispro- I, uh, I I literally heard the pronunciation yesterday because I was editing um some I was clipping something for a YouTube video from the Liverpool regionals and one of the uh, commentators actually said it um in pr- proper pronunciation because I think Bochum 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 well he pronounced it differently. Yeah. Maybe it's pronounced like B-O-W-K-M. Uh, Bokum. Uh Bokum. But anyway, Bokum, Germany. These are the last two. The last two possibilities of an Amphros winning it all. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna happen, yo. I've been uh-huh. saying this forever. It ain't gonna happen. We had one at OCIC from Steve, to my knowledge, and it didn't yes. happen. It was so bad. Butters did not bring it. In our exhibition oh. match. In our exhibition match. I'm well, telling you all. That's how bad know. it is. I didn't even yeah. bring in our exhibition match. I spent like over 100,000 dust making that thing. It was 90k to unlock the second move, man. Rough. I did it for the content. I did it honestly just to see his reaction. That's it. I literally <laughs> built it just to see his reaction. We saw my team and that was it. I shouldn't have even built it. I should have just said yeah. I powered it up. But who knew? I, I was like, maybe there's a chance that's like coming handy. Dude, I was right. What was I thinking? Yeah, that was great. You actually powered up your Shadow Dragonair on stream. That was cool. Yeah, 200k plus another 90k to invest in it to second move. Dude, like I said, I spent over 400k dust, man, for that one exhibition match. Yeah, on two Pokemon, right? So then like 14 million goes by pretty quick if you're spending that much. Like no one said it doesn't. You're the one that said you're spending 10 million, right? I know. (laughs) We'll see. That's because I, I did the Wolf of Celadon City like a year ago. People like that. He's going to do it again. All right. Well, anyway, best of luck. Hopefully, uh, your travels don't take twice as long like usual. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. But tune in to the official Pokemon Go stream this weekend for Knoxville. And I'm sure there'll be maybe a counter stream for Volcom as well. So, you know, I'll be tuned in because uh, it's almost time. It's, it's almost, almost time. Amphros o'clock, you know. <laughs> But yeah, have a good one and peace out.